Hello everybody and welcome to the Clip It podcast episode 27. I got it right that time. We are officially recording and it's good to see I'm yeah, doing excellent. Good. Now, I'm going to start this one off differently. NFC can fucking piss off. So inconsistent as shit. Right. Right. There's well, a story behind this. Okay, yeah. so the number one, number one, what's the retail price of your phone? I don't care like if you have it on contract, what, what's the retail price? Um, I want to say near a... I don't actually know. Let me find out quickly. Okay, while, while you check that out. So my phone I got for just about 400 quid, including the case and charger and extra screen protector, has not had... I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've at any point in my life failed an NFC transaction or like attempt it is worked i've got like a hundred percent sex fuck i'm saying hundred percent sex rate oh yeah i don't have a hundred percent it's close to that it's like every now and then when i go to like fucking mackies sometimes their machines kind of throw wobbly but that's it yeah but them that, that, that's mcdonald's machine like they've literally always been um shit so i was gonna say every time i go in there's a new problem i was gonna say the exact same when i used to work at uh primark Oh, and even at my current workplace, the it's just inconsistent. Um, is it? I don't know if it's just my end or whatnot, but I always find it just doesn't work. Others don't work. Um, like it's not just mine. It's like loads of others just just don't work in general, and I don't know why. It's annoying. <laughs> so that's that's my reasoning behind it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I rarely use contactless to be. Yeah, I I will. I very. I don't really use contactless on my phone. I'm more on my card. But that'll be an interesting debate to have. Actually, so the reason I prefer using my phone over my card, right, is my card isn't secure. Okay, to make a contactless transaction on my card, someone has to have my physical card and put it down. Now the limit was thirty pounds for a while. I'm not sure when the change is happening, but it's going up to a hundred ish or something. Was a ch- yeah, that was a change the UK government made. Uh, but I think it gives banks the right to like let you set your own limit. So I think you can set a limit in like your um, internet banking or something as well, possibly. I'm not sure, okay. but it's going up. That's the point, right? Yes, Which means absolutely. once that changes, someone if I, if I lose my card or someone else has my card and for some reason they're being a malicious arsehole even though I trusted them or, or whatever the situation may be, they can take 100 quid from my bank account with a single just move the card. Like, no authentication, no yeah. check for me, no check for my bank. That's fucking terrible. If I use my phone, which is Google Pay, I'm not versed in how Apple Pay's uh, security setup works. To do that, five quid transaction, sure, you can do that. Put the phone down under five quid, it does it. Anything above that, got to use my passcode or my fingerprint scanner, and that's immediately more secure. Like, I still get the convenience of just tap and go, because all I have to do now is tap while my finger's on the fingerprint scanner. It will immediately authenticate it because my phone will unlock in the process of me moving my phone to the scanner. It does the transaction and bam. And that's just way more secure to me. I I like knowing that my wireless transactions that can just be done by a literal hand movement are secured by some form of authentication that it's me doing them. I don't like the contactless. If I could not have a contactless card, which I mean I could, but it's a lot of effort, um, I I would not do it. I don't use my card. In fact, I often don't even take my card out of my house because I don't like contactless cards. They're just dangerous, in my opinion. That's not dangerous. They're just stupid. Like, if someone steals them, the the ability they give to someone in comparison to old chip and pin is terrible. I understand that. Like, uh, like that. 
it is dangerous. You know, taking your contactless card out is just dangerous in general. Same with your phone, but your phone's got more security behind it, no matter what. Um, but like, I, I just, I have that slight comfort of knowing that the bank will pay back up to a certain amount. Um, especially if you've got good deeds with that bank, which you know a good majority of people I would say do. You know, very rarely will you have arguments with your bank unless they are being dicks or you're just a dick yourself. Um, but it, I don't know. I've never had an issue when it comes to the physical side of, or like when it comes to like the the, the security of using a a, a um, contactless card. I like never lose it, never lost it, never left it somewhere. Um, very rarely will people touch me on the butt. Actually, no, I don't understand people who put their wallets in their back pocket. I don't find that practical in I any way, shape, or form. I understand people who put anything in their back pocket. Fuck back pockets. Yeah. Phones is the the thing is. I always never understand. Definitely don't put your phone in the back no, pocket. No, no. So, this, this is a genuine point. Android, which... sure. Apple, no. It'll break. <laughs> um, this is a genuine um, annoyance. Is And I was listening to Tom Scott, uh, Park Bench, today, and it kind of brought this up, actually. Um, the thing I never no. understood, especially when I was in college, is why do, why do girls put their phone in their back pocket? Because most of the time, they don't ever have a front pocket. Um, so, they don't have a choice. But... Still, people sit on their back but with their phone in the back pocket. I'm like, how have you not broken your phone already? Um, but yeah, no, that 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 I mean, yeah. still pockets annoys me to me. this day. The, the put front pockets on a fucking trousers doesn't matter what gender that person is. Yeah, pockets in women's clothing is is a mess. It's terrible. It is horrific. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't understand. I can understand. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I, I, the thing is, I know people who put their wallet in their back pocket, and when they get in the car, they put it in the sun, um, sun, uh, thin, what do you call visor? it? Visor? Yeah, sun visor. Like, that just seems mm. impractical. What if it falls out if you hit a bump or something? Um, mm. but no, I just, I never understood putting it, because it's, one, it's more vulnerable. Someone could just instantly come up, but it's not like the side pockets any better but i feel like i'm more secure i know if someone's gonna go for my front pocket um so <sighs> ain't that uh i no but no yeah really this is i actually we could talk <laughs> about like do you guys have an ed etc edc sorry Every everyday uh. carry like what what would you be what would you DCB when you go outside. Oh, sorry, is this a normal acronym that people use? Yeah, yeah I've never heard this before. You've never I'm heard like googling EDC? it. <laughs> Everyday carry. Okay, it's just no. what items do you carry day to day? Like if you were just to, like, yeah, okay, sure. Really? Never heard that. I'm You're sorry, a fool. I'm Google, You're I'm making Google trending up. EDC. I need to see how many people fucking search this term. Okay. There are too many people to. Um, my. Okay, if I'm going out, it's North Dakota is the most popular wallet. search region. Literally, look it up on YouTube. You'll find shit tons of videos about it. I know it because of yeah, Adam just, Savage. Um, so. Phone and wallet. Phone goes. Say I'm going out for a drive. Phone goes in my right pocket. Wallet goes in my left. This is my only exception to something in my back pocket. Is my car key will go in my back pocket because it doesn't stay there for long. Okay. And I I don't know why I just don't want to like put it in with my phone or wallet where I could pull it out back. Oh, and you don't want to scratch your any like you, you, I I don't see the point yeah. of putting coins and. It's not two thousand and six. Come on. Yeah, but you can still cause 
Yeah. I've had my keys. I've had a whole keychain. I've had all of my coins and all of my cards in with my phone. Not a single scratch. Just get a good phone. No, if you know, if you, if anybody knows Jerry Rigfins, you'll understand this, but keys and coins won't cause a level, a level six or seven scratch, but they can still cause, um, light bits of damage, which then can cause higher scratches. It's very, very unlikely. And I will, the thing is, it, yeah, carry on with your EDC. So yeah, pocket, uh, car keys in the back pocket because they're not there for long. Uh, yeah, and it's not like they're on a fob or anything, they're separate. But yeah, that's my one exception to the back pocket thing. Okay. What about yourself, Ash? Do you have, or is it just different? Well, for me, um, I literally carry my bag around with me everywhere. So oh. I'm the kind of guy who keeps all of that shit in my bag. Okay. I always feel suspicious if I carry a bag around. Yeah. <laughs> <I carry laughs> like... a bag around. Because like the no, you you can't go into a shop and right? not feel guilty. Is, is that like, that like, no, I swear I'm not stealing. I work in retail, so the amount of times I've seen people fucking fork over for a twenty pence bag, because oh no, True. I don't that's... have mine with me. I forgot yeah, that I left fair. it in the that's, car. That's fair. Just carry it with you, no matter where no. you go, everywhere, twenty four seven. There's I also carry my bag with me everywhere. There's now one. you both look I like can, thieves. I can also understand where Freeland's coming from, though, because <laughs> I'm going to put you in a situation. We all imagine ourselves, okay? We're going to have to be a bit okay. creative of our mind here. Yeah, good luck. You've never committed a crime oh, in your so life. Far. You have no criminal record, and you're literally got nothing but a pair of jeans and a t-shirt on. But you're going for airport security, and for some reason, you feel like you recently blew up the twin towers. Okay? Yeah. So you're you're terrified for some reason because your brain just does that. That but with a rucksack, you immediately feel worse. He's like, oh god, they're going to think about my rucksack. They're going to have to search my rucksack. You, you just get, it's just worse. I do understand, even though I bring my bag everywhere. <laughs> like, it is, it is true. <laughs> so, this is, it's easy, it's, just don't feel guilty. It's very minor. <laughs> um, yeah, the, only reason, the only reason I wouldn't take a bag all around, or two reasons. Um, one, I find it a bit more inconvenient. Um, it, like, especially if I'm just going to work. I don't work in a place where I'm constantly taking stuff and putting stuff like i would need a bag I. so i don't i don't feel like it's convenient second of all when i used to take a bag um when i used to go to a part-time job um one of the shops i would like to go to, or i had to go to a couple of times and i've been to a couple of these they don't let you take backpacks in don't ask me why what? they just don't let what? you take backpacks in Oh so man, that was that's just the policy most, I'm going to get enforced at work. That was just the most inconvenient <laughs> thing for me, because I'm like, where can I put my bag? Do I, or, I've got social anxiety, I'm not going to ask someone at the front, can you hold my bag while I go in the shop? I have my knife, like, under my fucking trousers and it could stab me, that's dangerous, yeah, it's bro. No, I think, it was, I think it was anti-theft, like, they just want to avoid, probably because mm, they were understaffed or something. Do I you want to know what my EDC is then? I'll tell yeah, mine after, go on. Because it's quite fucking extensive, and you're all gonna rag on me for this. So I can't wait. If I'm going out and about, technically I carry my smartband every day, but that's like attached. Well, to me. that's like a wearable. No, 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 that's yeah. Yeah. no, because that's what, that is. Oh, okay. what do my clothes count? Sorry, did none of us specify clothes <laughs> in our EDC? Sorry, guys, I am here to regret to inform you that I do not wear underwear to work. But I, I'm sorry that I have to inform yeah, you that now because of what Charlie said. Damn. Anyway, right? So, I don't want to specify what pockets for my own individual security. Don't try and steal from me, bitch. But, um, in one pocket, I carry my keys. And on my keys, mm -hmm. I have house key, secondary house key, backdoor house key, family house key, which I won't specify what family member. I have my uh, office key, which is mostly for like filing cabinets and stuff in my room and drawers. 
I have my authentication key. Um, security, I have a couple key rings that I like there, uh, and I have a, a couple bits and pieces, like a, a loyalty cards for a, a companies and stuff um, that you scan when you check out. I carry mm. my cards in a card wallet. I don't have any normal wallet. I don't use cash pretty much exclusively. Um, so I have a, just a, a RFID NFC blocking uh, lead-lined ro- wallet that I keep cards in, which I keep like my Oyster card in. If I have a um, nuclear war, that wallet can. Um, it, it can. Nonetheless, I don't always bring my actual bank card in that for the reason I specified earlier. Um, I'll bring my phone. All of this is in one pocket, and I will have some loose change that's probably left over from, like, unironically, like, ten years ago. Yeah. When I had to use a note that time instead of cash, and it's just stayed there since. And and it just it just exists in pain and suffering. Um, and in my backpack, I'll have a bunch of tissues. Um, because I get really bad fever and I just need to be able to like blow my nose anywhere, anytime. It's it sucks. Um, especially mm. at the moment, I've got like hand sanitizer. I've got hand moisturizer because I got bad skin. Hand sanitizer, especially with hand sanitizer, that gets painful as shit. Um, so that's nice to have. I have a battery bank on me at all times. Um, what else would I have in there? Probably my switch because even if I don't use it all the time, I kind of just have that in my bag a lot because it's nice to have when I go out. Um, mm. yeah, that's about everything. Okay, that's not. I, well, I didn't mention my. Hang on, let me have a look what cards I have. I now wouldn't you say. Yours. I wouldn't say that's excessive. You got everything in there that you want. Um, oh my god, I lost my wallet. It's okay. Only it's okay. Who like doesn't take their wallet out and about with them. So yeah, oh, I think so because what okay. I do. Um, do you want to actually? Do you want to go first? Okay. Your cards. Okay, I just want to finish up. I've got my barbershop loyalty card, which is like <laughs> one hole punch. Uh, short of a free haircut. Not bad. But also, that place... Consistent. I'm surprised. Yeah, that place isn't great, so I stopped going. <laughs> like say... I've got a C card, which I'm not sure... What's the age? Can I still... Is it 21 or 24? Ah, I might still be able to get those. You can get them anyway. You just need to driving SHC. And me bus... True. And my uh, driving license, bus card, and card. Card card, in case it wasn't clear. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice consistent... So, reorganize it all though now for um did, mine's kind of changed just because of the whole covid thing um mm. so at the moment i have my phone in my right pocket wallet uh in my left pocket with my wireless earphones in there my <laughs> keys are in my back right pocket and that has my house key on it as well as a bottle opener my mm. tesco's club card um had a few little key rings on it and on my left back pocket i always have my mask in there um, in my wallet, I have my free bank cards, my second, oh, my actual, like, Tesco's, um, club card. I've got a Iceland club card, a Superdrug club card, and a WH Smith club card. And I try to avoid cash as much as I possibly can because I just hate it with a passion. Because I always, for me, consistently, it's always cash gets turned into smaller coinage, and then that never goes away. It's either put into a pot somewhere or just lost down a like a like a somewhere. It's lost somewhere. Um, like I hate cash with an absolute passion. So, uh, like I'm one of those inconsistent people where sometimes I'll put the cash in my wallet, like if it's small change, like pennies or twenty p's or whatnot. Um, mm. or sometimes I'll just put it in the, my back pocket if I'm in a rush. And then I'll just leave it. I won't bother putting or it back a in my pocket. pocket. 
Yeah, or a blazer pocket when I used to wear blazers. I used to actually, in my blazer when I used to go to school, I would always consistently in the inside pocket, which was on the left side, I would always have my calculator and some change in there. Um, no, that's where my bus pass, no, train pass went. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, well, if there's any thieves in chat, they know where to look now. Yeah, yeah look inside my old school blazer. I used to have my old uh, my old college pass back in, in my wallet for a long time. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. The only thing I'll say oh, as well, I still have my uni pass in my wallet. To comment on um, Caden saying, "Am I the only one that goes out without a wallet?" Like I don't have a wallet. Like I don't have a, like a, a fat ass, annoying piece of shit that's ugly and awful and useless and not easy to use and not convenient and just a that's shit a, so, so, product that should be burnt and removed from the hell of We've accidentally plugged Ridge Wallet like five no, times. No, already. I am pretty sure four of the occasions have been there, from you. Shit. Yeah, oh, no, so Ridge Wallet just... serves one purpose in life, and that's giving YouTubers that actually deserve an income for creating great content a sponsorship and yeah. nothing more. They are overpriced as crap. Anyway, like they're right? good products yeah. but too expensive. They're, they're okay products. There's way cheaper equivalents to do the same thing for half the price, and those are better. Anyway, I'm not getting into rich wallet arguments. They're still trying to redefine point the point is, wallet, you know? I don't carry a normal wallet. Like, I, it's it's absurd to me, and I would never carry it anywhere because I don't need one. Like, if I have my phone on me, I have access to everything I need. Like, literally anywhere in the UK. Like ID, um, paying money, stuffs, transactions. That's the word. Like rail card, Oyster card. Like I have everything. Like I don't need anything more. I can't get my, my bus pass on my phone. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. I, I, I would say it's fucking awful. It's years behind. I'll send you that image in uh, in private. Don't put it on stream, but oh, damn it's it. a good context as to what, what I'm talking about. Um, I was gonna say like yeah, I, the idea of just having a wallet. It's just it's just I, I like to have the idea of having like my ID in there, my provisional and soon to be license. Um, Ooh. a place to put That's cash if I need to. So I will avoid putting like cash just randomly in my pocket as much as I can just again I like to try and keep it somewhat organized um they have a solution for that so, so the policy I've taken go to a is when I end up with chuck this, the cash back <laughs> no when I end up with this cash like in my pocket right is if I unless I'm like going somewhere in a rush or like obviously it's dependent on the time because I don't always have the time to like divert from what I'm doing. I might be like making a train connection or something. Because to be honest, I don't go out that much. Like if I'm going out somewhere, I'm probably yeah, traveling yeah. somewhere for something, which probably means if I'm in a place, I'm probably going to a train station at some point that day. So, you know, I, I know like almost any time on this podcast I talk about going out, it's somehow related to train travel. It's yeah. because it's like the only way I get around. Um, or a sexy but, car. Uh, sometimes. Um, but. That's like local though, you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah what I try and do is like, if, if there's like, um, you know, some people sleeping rough or anything like that, I'll I'll try and just like buy them a drink with it and stuff because it mm -hmm. just, it whittles the cash down. But the sad thing is I honestly just don't have the time most of the time or see them because I don't go to cities that often to be fair, but... Social anxiety. Yeah, they're more approachable than most store stuff. <laughs> True. Fuck you, Kate. Working retail. Shout. Yeah, on the bright side, I now earn nine pound an hour. Hey, in a pay rise. Yeah, pretty poggy. Are you paying tax yet, or is that like no? Not I don't pay up? tax until I'm earning like fucking so much more. Isn't it? That's no, depressing like to say. Twelve hundred. Yeah, so Twelve hundred. No. Yeah, well, isn't it like twelve grand Ooh. a year? It's twelve grand a year. Yeah. Okay, so it's a thousand pound a month. 
Nice. I don't think you were going to say monthly, though. I thought you misspoke like 12,000 as 1,200 for the year. And that's no, why I no, 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 no. No, I get it. Like, uh... 12,570 to be precise. 12,570. Oh, this is a random okay. tip, but it's vaguely relevant to cards. Okay. If you're in the UK and you're in London and you're traveling on the tube, even if you're doing it for like just two days, one, get an Oyster card. Number two, if you have a rail card, apply your rail card to your Oyster card because the discount still works. It's fucking amazing. Hey, like um you, you get oyster travel in london for like 30 percent off just like every single thing and it's like oh it's so good i was tempted to get rail card at one point because i was taking the train not as often as any of you um, i'd only recommend but, it if you take it a good amount but yeah but it was i, I didn't even need it. you know someone no, my, I went the to I was going just to I... Which would be fair, depending on if you if you buy a one year rail card, the amount of money that could save you on a trip to London could immediately pay off in one trip. And if that doesn't speak the mm. rhythms yeah. about how fucked our train pricing system is, I got a train for free once. But the thing is, I didn't mean to. <laughs> what? How do you not so mean to? I was going That's somewhere. Theft. I was going somewhere. Yeah. The it was at a time where the. Um, well, our train station, to be honest, the ticket booths never open, so they have an electronic one there. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't accepting cash, and I didn't have any money on my card. Um, so I took a picture of that, and uh, like I took pictures so reference. So if one of the conductors came along, or someone on the train was like, "Cool, can I have your ticket?" I can say, "Here's my issue. Can I buy one on the train?" <laughs> Um, because no, right. my, 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 you're my setting yourself up for trouble. I think I've actually spoken about this before, yeah. but my experience with people on the train has always been okay. If I say I haven't got a ticket and ask them, "Can I buy one on the train?" They tend to be reasonable and let me. <laughs> Most um, of the time, they are. Stories but, about this. but like, then I got they to the, then I got, you. and then so there's only a couple of places where we. Act, I don't know if I can say this because it will give away. But yeah, well, I was going to. Um, they have the ticket booths, obviously. I was like, yeah. okay, so if I don't get a ticket on the train, I'm going to have to somehow get one at this place, which where you buy the tickets is past the booth, so I don't know how I was going to do that. Um, mm. uh, I thought, I just asked someone on the train, and he was like, okay, explain it to someone at the station. They'll probably help you get through, or you can pay for one like when you go through. Um, I was like, cool, thank you very much, and all that. So I got to the station, um, and all the ticket booths were just automatically open. I don't know why, still don't know to this day. But they were just all open. Oh, you mean ticket gates, right? Oh yeah, so yeah, booths. Luckiest man in the world, yeah. right there. Um, I like I By was the way, I that was happens think... at seven to eight p.m. depending on what part of the UK you're in. Oh okay, uh, I think it was around that time, so that makes sense. Um, I was tempted to just jump the fence though, if if I couldn't get through. I was genuinely yeah. thinking about that. But I got CCTV. Yeah. I'll be concerned about that, but you can yeah. do it. But I remember actually, I remember going there not too long ago. This is like a couple of months back. Um. I went there, it was me and my girlfriend, and we went to that same ticket gate. And there was three teenage girls saying, oh, sorry, we couldn't get the ticket on the train, and we couldn't get them at the station. Then this man just went, I don't give a toss, can you please go away? Hell like, just yeah. not even letting them through. We're like, how? Wait, okay, Jesus. <laughs> they died on that station. Yeah, they, they could never get back. Uh, they were... <laughs> oh, genuinely. Yeah, I'm about to. It seems I've just had yeah. good luck with conductors. Conductor so, as someone that stuff. travels on trains a lot, my advice, if you want to ticket scum, as I'll call it, um, which I am more than fine with you doing, I don't do it personally because the risk is not good enough for the reward, because I'm... There, there are ticks and tricks and if you're traveling long distance. Um, 
like for getting the price of the UK trade leaders down. It's complicated. We don't need to go into it really, but. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to do it, whatever. I ain't judging you. Like, that's fair enough. The trains are expensive and they should not be that expensive and you need to get around. That's entirely reasonable. I think the whole thing should be nationalized and free. True, anyway, still advocated. Yes. Um, I'm advocating for it heavily. Number one, if you're going to jump ticket gates, cover your face. Don't want facial recognition access. Uh, number two, uh, just ticket gates again open at like seven to eight, sometimes later in cities, um, but not always. Depends on the city. Um, number three, Travel on the train journey you're doing beforehand while paying. Learn the patterns for collection. They rarely change. Tickets are normally checked in the same areas of a long-distance train journey. The reason for this is that these areas are where people come on where there weren't ticket gates. Often, where there are ticket gates now, right, they don't bother checking. Um, even in places where you like, it's sporadic, where like, this station has ticket gates, then this one doesn't, this one doesn't, then this one does, then this one does, this one does, that one doesn't, then this one does. Like, even in those areas, because the majority of them, and the majority of those big ones that have tickets will be populous areas, and the other ones will be very rural or small areas. They won't bother checking tickets, even even them on some journeys, right? So just learn where they check it, check them, and, and do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Use trains. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah, no, I, I would yeah. just, it's like, I wouldn't but... say do it. But, like, if you're in a, like, to be I honest... I say you do it. I say if you are doing it because you don't really feel you have much other option because you can't afford train tickets or whatever, that, those are my tips. Like, so, yeah. um, I used to take the train a lot to school from, mm. like, when I was younger, from, like, year, like, three to, like, year eight-ish. I used to take the train to school. Oh we used to buy... Them. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we used to buy weekly tickets every single time for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got to a point where all of the train conductors just knew me and my sister. So they, they always knew we had our tickets, so they stopped ticket checking us. And at that point, we realised we don't need to buy tickets anymore. And we saved like 10 quid a week because of that. Decent. And it's like for like a year and a bit. Yeah. They just never checked us. Yeah. I've us? heard a mix. It, for me, it, it very much comes down to the conductor. Like, if they're like willing to just be like, "Yeah, all right, you forgot it," or like even like when we travelled in a group as the score, if you sat separately, depending on the conductor, they just wouldn't check. Sometimes it, it, there was never a, a solid pattern for me, apart from when they came around. That was always fairly solid. We'll give you that. Yeah, I, I would. I would say as well. Like again, to be clear, I have actually never. Traveled for free on a train? I don't think. I can remember. Me neither. Maybe I have in technically like once I missed a stop, so I got off at a station and caught a train and go back. But that's technically actually within your ticket, so that's fine. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever done it. But if you are, I would also say like I'm not like I would not under any circumstances rely on the conductor being nice. Just don't get seen by the conductor. Like there are toilets on the, the toilet, train. Yeah, yeah. You can figure it out, right? Like yeah, that's the most common one. Is hiding the toilet. I toilets. would not risk that. Uh, by the way, don't just also person, then. don't get Why noticed going into the toilets because if you look oh, okay. sketchy, I have seen conductors waiting outside toilets. <laughs> oh, to first, like, the whole yeah. thing Alfie said about hide your face is sketchy, in my opinion. Don't don't look at me. Yeah, just fine. Oh, well, no, it's because don't look it's at cameras, basically, right? Facial recognition you. is immoral, right? In my opinion, I, I am very against facial recognition. It's very abusable tool, and I don't like it. Like, if there's facial recognition anywhere, and you're putting yourself at risk, cover your face. Like, oh, you're at a protest, and the Met Police have got that big black van with a massive camera on it. They use a facial recognition. Cover your face, by the way. Yeah, fuck facial recognition. I will say this, though. Get that fucking trying to 
You must hate Windows Hello. Trying to do I that do on the bus. Not easy. I wouldn't know, but I've seen people get caught and it's quite amusing. The reason I hate Windows Hello failing, they won't let you be using like Google security key to log into Windows because they don't oh, like it. There's many reasons petty. to hate Windows Hello. Windows yeah. Hello. I've never had issues with Windows Hello. God, everybody's having issues with Windows Hello. No, it's... it's, it's... What the fuck yeah. is Windows Hello? It's their <laughs> login system. Um, so you can use, if your device allows it, a fingerprint or face one, facial recognition. Don't know oh. I said face one. Yeah, I just use my fingerprint. Obviously, facial recognition will be in the, the slightly other than Microsoft. I'm not sure about. That was actually something. I, I forgot iPhones went straight to facial recognition. They never did um, uh, in-screen fingerprints. As soon as I got rid of Fuck that button, it went straight to, uh... Yeah. Um, I prefer ultrasonic fingerprint scanners over the camera ones. They just seem to be a bit more consistent and faster from what I've seen. But it's definitely getting better. Yeah, but it's, I don't give a shit. Just, just put a fingerprint on the middle back of your phone so you can pick it up and always no. put your finger there and it's always unlocked. No. Actually... Oh, oh this oh, is a good... Yeah, go on. Where, where's the best spot? I think... No, no, no. There's a phone... I, I think th on the back's solid. On the back's all right. I never. Okay, okay. So from my experience, I've never had a phone with a fingerprint scanner on the back. The only phones I've ever had are in screen, um, and on the side. Uh, on the side was nice because that's always where you have fingers anyway, especially it when is, you turn it on. If it's on the lock button, it kind of sucks. Oh, it was on the lock button. I never had an issue with it, oh. but it was. There, I'd argue they're annoying. less reliable, although still like stupidly reliable enough. But also it's more of the issue, like, you pick up your phone wrong and your phone vibrates. It's like, oh yeah, you're locked out now because we couldn't recognise your fingerprint yeah. even though you weren't trying to unlock it. The worst That's one my I... problem with side. The worst one I've seen, and I've seen it on a couple of phones, the only one I can think of at the top of my head would be a Samsung, I want to say Galaxy. They put it next to the camera right at the top of the phone. Now that is a really oh, awful no. position to put a fingerprint scanner. Yeah, I think um, we can all agree on that. Uh, let me yeah. get up my phone because I think. Um, I, I, the thing <laughs> is, I think, I think, um, I think, in in screen fingerprint scanners, they work fast enough these days. Modern ones, at least, that um, it's not. Yeah, so in too private bad. chat, this this is my phone, or where my fingerprint scanner is, middle of the back. Yeah, like yeah. it's the same as most yeah. of them that have it on the back. It's like okay. the problem I have with in in screen fingerprint scanners isn't are they unreliable because of screen or are they too slow because of screen all of the shit that people talk about it's just a bad location i'm pulling my phone out of my pocket it's awkward for me to put my finger against that scanner like like really mm. fucking awkward if i'm putting my phone off my desk it's awkward for me to put that finger finger on that scanner like it's just annoying so like, i know in phone reviews one of the things that like i know phone channels have said before is like with a back fingerprint scanner when you pick your phone up off the desk to unlock it you have to pick it up and put your finger underneath and then lock on it and that takes a bit of time we have an in-screen fingerprint sensor. You could just put your finger on your screen and unlock it. And I'm like, but when do you need to unlock your phone while it's still flat against the desk left there? Like, literally never, ever in my life. If I need my phone, I'm picking it up. At which point, in the process of picking up, my finger hits the back, it unlocks the phone, turns my screen on, and I have to use it. No power button, no nothing. It's just it's simples. I, yeah, that's fair. I, I think they both have their benefits and, and uh, cons. I think it's just preference. As mentioned, I've never had one that's had it on the back. I've only had side and front. Um, I just want to show you this. This is the Samsung S8, and this is where the fingerprint scanner was. Who in their right mind designed that? That was pain. Yeah. It's right. Not only is it in a weird spot, but nasty. much at the camera. 
Like, I know it's no, like minor thing, but it's just a feature that um, a few of mine have had where you can take a photo by like double tapping the fingerprint sensor. <laughs> it's like a really optimal location for that gesture. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think, I think it's just personal preference. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, if I was to get one that's got it on the back, I'll just have, it will take me a little bit of getting used to because I've never had one. But I'll probably agree with you. It's a good spot to have it. That They're all good spots to have it. There's some like that outliers that are just shockingly bad but mm. most of them have the same design where it's either in the same or similar spot on the front of the screen or in the similar spot on the back and that's obviously designed like that because it's it fits the percentile of people's hand range or where their thumb's going to be or their index finger's going to be um they they you know it's nothing to really like fingerprint scanners, there's nothing to revel about now. It's a nice feature that I think all phones should have, personally, um, because it's just an like like as Alfie said, it's just an extra security feature when paying for stuff wirelessly, um, wirelessly, um, mm -hmm. uh, using NFC. Uh, so yeah, but I don't know. It's it, Bluetooth what, payment. What would you? <laughs> takes you fifteen yeah. years. What would you? What would you like to see on the? Is there something you think phones are really, really missing? Um, Nothing the Xiaomi Mi 11 Ultra doesn't have, you know. <laughs> <if I'm> gonna... <laughs> actually, well, actually, actually, no, genuine questions. Absolutely I don't know if do I've discussed about this. Oh, um, God, yeah. What do we all think about headphone jacks disappearing? At I've first I cared. This. Yeah, at first I cared. I don't anymore. Okay. I do. I care significantly. I, I to this day would not buy a phone without a headphone jack. Sameies. Good luck in ten years. I don't want a fucking. There's a reason dongle. I haven't bought a new phone in six years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to carry a dongle Look, everywhere I go. Here's the thing, right? For, do I care so much about using a headset with my phone and having to plug it in? Honestly, no, right? Because I use a Bluetooth mm -hmm. headset on my phone as it is now anyway. I think Bluetooth is fine for phones because in general the latency. And other issues with like signal interruption you can get in it. Like it doesn't matter. It's a phone. I'm just using it yeah. to like listen to music. And it's it is com more comfortable to me than having a wire. If you're using earbuds, I like wired earbuds. I don't see a particularly inconvenient to me. Um, some people prefer the wireless, but uh, they're just not worth the price for me, in my opinion. But I yeah. also oh, fuck earbuds. I hate earbuds anyway. Um, but here's the thing. I have decent audio setups at, at home. I plug my phone into that so that I can listen to my phone through my headset. That requires an audio jack. I don't want to have to have a USB-C adapter to an audio jack or a fucking Bluetooth into a fucking mixer. That would be disgusting. Right? Like, just just no. Like, just give me an audio jack. It's useful. So I've had this phone for two years, and I've gone through three dongles because they either just don't work or break. Um, I, I do miss it, but then again, I am just, I don't, like, I've had enough Bluetooth headphones that it, I, I don't worry about it too much. If if I could get a phone that fits everything else in my needs and has a headphone jack, that is a great bonus. But I don't think it should be a bonus. It's one of those Why? ones where it's, it, it shouldn't have disappeared. And I think what really annoys me and annoys a lot of people is when the developer says, oh, we didn't have room for it. What it's do you mean? cut manufacturing costs, right? It's, it's cutting costs, pennies. and they're literally charging so much more for it. Yeah, like, like the phone prices have gone up like much. so much in the last ten years. Because what's the latest iPhone going for now? What number are oh, they? Okay, no, 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 no. You can't say phone prices are going up 
skyrocketing and then compare them to iPhone. No, no, no. Okay, what's the latest Samsung phone, man? Uh, S21. Yeah. Which this, I think retails yeah. about prices are absolutely going up. Yeah, no, they definitely exactly. are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One second. Samsung. Yeah. Um, let's go to their website. Um, Retailing for about 1200 The top If of the you range. want. Yeah. You want top range. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 1300 14, Yeah, 1300 right? <laughs> that is so expensive if you think about it. 36 quid a month on just a phone. How much was it? 1200 uh, What For the top of the range, 16 gigs of RAM, five, uh, half a terabyte, 1300 um, If you trade in your old phone, right, you get about half your old phone's worth of value if you trade it in. Hmm. Which, like, oh. I mean, yeah, that's just absurd price. That's one of the things, actually. I think that the, the second car I remember our family buying when I was a kid cost us £280. Which, to be fair, was a steal, but I mean, it wasn't. Mm. It broke like <laughs> so often. But yeah, like good god. I, I I think one of the other things that's kind of annoying me, other oh, other, no! other than headphone jacks, <laughs> other than headphone jacks uh, disappearing. The icon moved for some reason. <laughs> is um is I don't think they even noticed. Like phone companies. Um, up in the price because they've added 5G compatibility, but then they don't give you the option to not have a 5G phone. So they're making you pay more money for a feature you'll probably never use or will won't come into, you know, come into full accessibility for a long time. But it ups the price no matter what. And Samsung is one of those biggest problems. Is You know, the newest Samsung you can only get in a 5G variant which adds like another 100 to 200 pound on it, even though it shouldn't, but it does. Um, that's that's the problem, I think. Because 5G, cool, but there's only like four places that have it properly. Oh, I know some of them. Still, it's, it's not like worldwide. It's a lot more um, distributed country right across America. Still absolutely to the population centres. But it is in like most of their major population centers, whereas here it's not in most of our major population centers. Is That's that... also because we're tiny and have like no major population centers. That the <laughs> full bandwidth one as well. It is depends it... on the city. Yeah, there's two. Is it bandwidth? Yes. Um, but no, yeah, that's one of the other things. Like, I know for a fact when I uh, get my new phone, I won't be upgrading that for. Probably four to five years. Don't need. Um, gets broken. I'll be keeping an eye on Xiaomi products. Gotta okay. make sure I'm up to date there. I'm st I'm like I I'm pretty consistent. I know what phone I want to get, but at the same time, I keep seeing a Google Pixel or a OnePlus. I'm like, do I? So one of those annoying things. Where, yeah. What do I do? Feels. Um. But no, I that I, yeah. There's too many of them. Obviously. It's same with cars and everything. They just bring out a new version, slightly different. That's what the customer wants. What cut the customer's going to buy. So, mm. no. No, I think on, going back to like the stuff. I think on phones, the thing that I'd want is a uh, bigger camera sensors. Honestly, okay. Like I even I don't use my camera like that much on my phone. Um, there's numerous reasons. I, I'm just not that interested in taking pictures. 
But I'd like for when I do for it to not be like phone. It's 108 megapixels on the modern phones, for sure, but it's like 108 phone megapixels, you know? It's using a crappy little sensor, so. Actually, now that someone brought it up, I only know one person in real life that's actually got a pixel. And I only know two people, friends wise, that have pixels. Like, I only know one person that has a OnePlus. Now that I think about it, yeah, it's very, ah, huh. yeah, because everybody I know either have an iPhone or a Samsung. Those yeah. are the only two phones I know people have. Um, it's Phelan looking at a Xiaomi knockoff. Xiaomi. <laughs> Who would knock off Xiaomi, bastards? <laughs> Who would knock off a phone? You can balance the actual camera unit on, the whole phone on its camera it's, unit. It's, yeah. Certain, I didn't even be able to think of the way, like, until I saw it, I think, possibly either in a review. Either way, someone else brought it up. I was like, oh, yeah, the balance of that's going to be really top-heavy. Oh, yeah, that's what I saw. A lot of people saying it's going to be top-heavy as shit. But also, at the same time, when I hold my phone, there is, like... I, that doesn't matter. Like, I could see why it would be slightly less comfortable, perhaps, but it, it's def it's not going to fall unless I'm being an idiot. Do we and want? I hold my phone not like an idiot. Do we want phones to be heavier or lighter? I don't give a shit. Like I said, this was yeah, to you. I, I said don't this. Care. Like my phone's considered heavy, and it's like two hundred and twenty grams or something. It's not heavy. And, and reviewers were like, "Oh, it's a heavy phone. You can hold it. You could hold it outstretched in your arm if you wanted to." For some reason, for multiple minutes, like for upwards of thirty minutes at a time. How much? It's not a problem. Saving fifty grams on a phone just—it—it it, it doesn't matter. Only time that matters is if you're in bed, you're holding it upwards, and then somehow you end up dropping it and it falls Who on your face. Who does that anyway? It's only time that matters. So, no, 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 Me, you say that's somehow. About four it times. inevitably happens. Yep, every human on earth has been hit in the face by their phone in bed. Yeah. Um, and I would also say, I personally, this might be a hot take, right? Okay. I'm sure well, physics professors are going to get angry about <laughs> this. But I think there's not going to be much difference between a 100 gram phone and a 250 gram phone hitting your face in that situation. Because it's more about the angle it hits you and where oh, than it is true. like yeah. the actual like, acceleration and weight. If you've got yeah, the new it shout... is, but weight does make a difference. If the, it, no, 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 no. Okay. Alfie is right. Two questions. How much did you say your phone weighs? I think it's around 200. I'll get the exact... Uh... Yeah, get the exact number. What, what screen size does it have? Do you know? Uh, six eight inches, six seven inches. Six, okay, I didn't realize it was that big. So mine's only two ten. Yeah, I I um, like a so, semi decent. Uh, no, no, two hundred fourteen point five grams. Oh, mine's two. Okay, a... that's not that much in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because mine's, mine's about one hundred ninety. Mine's two ten. I I I completely agree with Alfie on this. It doesn't matter how much your phone weighs. Now the reason that is, you've got a nicely balanced phone. Let's say like the Oppo Reno ten times phone i currently own that's probably going to fall on your face flat because it's well balanced and it's a it's a flat design however if you're using the uh -huh. new xiaomi because it's top heavy mm, if you the drop 11 it, ultra specifically it's gonna fall it's gonna fall mm. camera first and it's gonna slice mm. your head off no so, here's where you're wrong see it's gonna get pulled down by the weight of that heavy bulky camera module right mm -hmm. that's gonna start it rotating it's gonna start spinning that's gonna give it acceleration and it's right. going to move away from your head and land on your pillow next to you. And then the screen oh. will light up and say, Good night, Phelan. Oh my god, like you're, you're right. Text -to -speech. You are exactly right. Purple Space Program has taught me so much about phone falling dynamics. I know, it's beautiful. 
there's that this. slight you know, chance. Like a meal for one thousand dollars, I'd fucking it is. consider it if I had loads of money to waste. There's that slight chance if you drop it by accident, it could start accelerating, rotating that that weight off yeah. balance, and it could start spinning infinitely, create an energy force. Um, exactly. Xiaomi are giving us infinite yeah. energy. Pray Xiaomi. Here's a thing about phones, actually, that I just remembered because I was looking at reviews for the Mi 11 Ultra and people saying the selfie screen is gimmicky. Here's my response. Get rid of selfie cameras. Just just keep the Hell higher, yes. like, you the bigger sensor, bigger glad. pixels. Yeah. Just keep the better cameras and just, like, have a way of using them at least comfortably. Oh. Like, you can use them without, like, a selfie screen, but it, it, it's, it would be so much nicer to have... A tiny little selfie screen just to see if you're in shot, rather than having a I mean, crappy nah, selfie camera. Even, even my hot take on this is you don't need a camera on, on the back camera just for selfies. You can just take a selfie by looking at the camera lens and, and then seeing how why, it is. I actually, agree, but I just, uh, I just rather get why, it right first time, but I, it's not a major deal. Like, you're going to have to take the picture between two to five times, because you might not be in yeah. shot properly or something like that. It might be the wrong angle. Yeah. So Especially you... if you're trying to get you and something else in the frame, I suppose. But um, you're probably aware of this phone. But what do you think? Oh, give me a moment. Um. Uh. So there's a there's a Samsung phone that uses its back camera, um, as its selfie camera. And yeah, uh, the fold. No. So the I... folds do have a good way of doing it, though. That's that that uses its rear camera as its selfie camera. I don't know work has a fold. Um, um that's what minimum wage pound band. Wait, so is that entire So the no, entire wait. so it, I... basically the back cameras the the entire like top unit like it, it gets moved up and those cameras flip forward. Oh, okay that uh, okay, that makes more sense. So, like, do yeah. you mean something like that then? So, like, you don't need a selfie camera; you just I, somehow get yeah, those I back feel cameras like that's to work. A mechanically complicated way of doing it, and I'm not a yeah. fan of pop-up cameras Points or like pop-up. Yeah, exactly. That's my favorite show. Uh, but hey, it's <laughs> it's yeah, it's definitely better than like having a designated selfie camera. Okay. Also allows for like more screen real estate if you want to get. Rid yeah, of that. I, I, I guess I, I'd like. I I understand your point of view on curved screens. Um, like oh my god, curved screens. curved screens! Let's get rid of them. Why are people still doing? I think some of top end phones as well. You pay extra for it. My my oh, yeah. fa my favorite. You want the cool extra features? You pay for the crappy curved screen. I agree. You want to be able to not hold your phone properly? Good. Pay extra. Right. Do you know what's even worse? Curved monitors, yeah. unless they're ultra wide, where it's acceptable, but I'm not talking about those because it makes sense when they be curved. Yeah. Normal 69 standard curved, like why? Fuck you. Yep. Viewing angles. Um, actually, is there? Oh yeah, there is. I'm not gonna ask that yeah, question. Viewing angles. We'll we'll move the sides of the monitor <laughs> further in so that you have less angles from the side to see your monitor. So, it's now physically obscured, let alone color washed. The one thing I don't, I think, would be the most annoying thing. I think it was Logitech that did it. Do correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a phone that has curved screens. Uses the curve of that what? screen, the like the touch of it for No, like, no, no they like, didn't. I, like, no, like I it has like something it. called squeeze functionality. Basically it detects when your fingers are on the side of the screen and it will you know be like extra button presses or shortcuts, etc. I wanna say it was Logitech. I will find it. Um 
But that seems like the most annoying one because that's them actively using the side, like the curved mm -hmm. screen to do something which then can become annoying. Actually, that's it. Huawei did a phone where it had, um, it didn't have physical buttons. They were all touch sensitive buttons, which, Ooh. no, I like to have physical buttons on my phone. Yeah, Actually, sure my monitors button. don't have physical buttons and it kind of sucks. Well, that's my least favorite thing about them both. Yeah. Wait, they have nipples? No, no, they have uh, capacitive buttons, which oh, is... Yeah, no, that's yeah. just awful. That is yep. just awful. I'm sorry for you. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. I bear with it, but it's very annoying. No, I... It's... it's no, but... The silliest thing I've ever seen is... what? What's the point of... Uh, again, I think... I think it's just personal preference if you use a phone and you like it has curved a screen because you're used to it you know go right ahead mm -hmm. i'm not going to question you but i am um if you're not you like it's just about getting used to it. i i much prefer phones with as little of a notch as possible um or like a like an edge to it personally i think it just looks nicer but yeah no actually battery life is great fitness tracking tool I guess because that's yeah. yeah, it's a second-hand feature. Is, is this going to be a hot take on this? Okay, so I'm just going to read out this chart. Um, this is a, a, a chart. The source is Morning Consult. It's a survey of about 2,000 smartphone owners in the U.S. November 2018. Uh, it says, "What smartphone buyers really want? Number one <laughs> is battery life at 95. Uh, second, 93% uh, ease of use. 90% storage. 88% durability. 86% camera quality." I think that's just uh, you, no one can really argue against anyone wanting that. Like, obviously, everyone would take better battery life if it was possible without yeah. like some compromise. That's just not obvious, right? Ease of use, yeah. Like, you don't want to have to like go through a fourteen-page, you know, terms of service agreement to use your car. Oh God, uh, storage. Mm -hmm. um, this one, I actually think is completely massively overinflated. The reason I think storage is massively overinflated on what smartphone buyers really want is because. People often don't buy expensive phones because most everyday people don't buy the top spec of phones that release, right, in reality, as much as mm -hmm. it might seem if you're in tech circles. Um, and the thing is, normally, upgraded storage capacity comes hand-in-hand -hand with the upgraded spec models where it's just immediately out of uh, price range. Uh, some old phone companies, I can't remember exactly who, I think OnePlus did this at one point, and I think a couple of us have, used to do it where you could get upgraded storage on your phone separate to upgrading the specs, and that was awesome. Because you could just get like the low yeah, spec phone absolutely. with like a 256 gig SSD on it if you wanted, and that's just not a thing anymore. So I think people are only asking for as much more storage, and they should definitely be getting more storage. But they're only asking that as much as they are because people can't afford the high end phones where you have to go to get high storage. Yep. Yeah, external storage should be a thing which almost everyone like. How no, much does it cost to? Exist. No, no, no. How much does it cost to put in a micro SD? No, it just shouldn't exist. Who, who wants a slow ass external storage? Just put a big SSD in your no, phone. No, 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 no. I don't care options. about that. Yeah, gives people options. You can buy the cheaper version, put your own slower storage. Because I don't care how if it takes my songs an extra five minutes to transfer or an extra one second to play between each song. Terrible. I think it's nice to have the options. Bad photos. Just it's just bad. Just just put a good SSD in your phone. SSDs are cheap. Nan flash is like the cheapest it's been in like years. Just get a phone with a good size storage and make it cheap, like at phone companies. 
Like, I, I, I ironically think, if you took, like, the low-end version of, like, a modern galaxy, right? Well, probably even not a galaxy, because even those are just, like, the lower ones are high-end, but... If you took, like, a, a, a standard, like, OnePlus mid-range phone, right? And you got rid of all of the high-end features that, like, you just didn't need that would be on, like, the top spec things that they might include in, like, their upper-end phones, and just put all of that, like, money into getting it, like, a 256-gig SSD, you would have a lot of money spare, and you could still sell that phone for a very reasonable price. What would you say... Like, if I can get a one terabyte fucking uh, SSD in my phone for £100 retail, and I can get, like, a slower one for 90 to £80 retail, right? When you're these companies like Samsung, who make NAND Flash themselves, they can source it internally, you can yep. absolutely get 250 gigs in a phone for, like, an incredibly cheap price. But what would you say the minimum should be for phone storage? For a modern phone, if I'm pricing a phone at like three, four hundred pounds, I think it should be one twenty eight. If it's anything closer to like five, six hundred, two fifty six. Okay. If you're on like a small phone, I think you can probably um, like a, like a real cheap phone, like a hundred pound phone. Or something, yeah, you can probably get away with having like sixty four, because at that point you're compromising on so much other stuff as well. Yeah. You may as well just make it like a budget option. However, yeah, I feel. Still... Like, just just put fucking ssds in your phones please i think i think personally i feel um it should most phones should go the sony route and have a minimum of a 4k 120 hertz screen in them because otherwise what's the point of having a phone what a what a transition to the sony xperia one three oh my god don't even get started on their naming conventions (laughs) the fucking it is 120 hertz sorry i thought it was 144 no it's 120 Genuinely. I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm sure my dad owned that exact phone with that exact same name. Oh, no. no in 2006, no. because Sony have probably named seven phones before it, something like that. I used to have a yeah. Sony, which was the XZ1. Then they brought out the XZ2, and then the XZ3, and I think they went to the XZ4. I the XA2. Then they, then they had the XA series. Then they had the X series. Had the Z series. Now they have the L11 series. Now they have the one series, which I don't yeah, know like... what any of them are relative to. I know the ZX series when I had them were like their premium flagship phones, mm. um, but I don't know like and then their XA series was their cheaper take on the flagships. <laughs> but I don't know what the one is. I'm assuming it's their new flagship phones. They've got the L series, which is the professional phones. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Naming conventions is just the most annoying thing in the world. I feel like OnePlus know what they're doing. You know, just name it the next phone in the series. Let's not. Let's forget about the well, um, the, Nord the Nord and all that. Yeah, and what was the one before the Nord? Uh, I don't know. The one with the transparent changing glass on the camera at the back. I can't remember. Um, no idea. And now I guess iPhone have to have a reward for that. They know how to somewhat name their phones. Um, so I feel like at some point they should... Like, what? when do you stop naming your phones in a series? Because they're currently at what? Tw- at 10? They're at four, 12, sorry? Yeah. I, I don't know if they'll go 13, because that seems, that's an unlucky number. Do they go away from the superstition, or do they... Specs suck. ...give a shit? So... I think it's nice to have well, options. Like, on on the topic of what I was saying for like phone storage, right? A good example is the OnePlus Nord, right? 
So you get 120, this is the, the low-end model, right? 8 gigs of RAM, mm -hmm. already good for most phones, because OnePlus have always put a lot of RAM in their phone because they have a very RAM-hungry OS. Um, 120 gigs of storage. It costs £329. You get a 90Hz display. You get a quad camera module, which the cameras aren't going to be great. You get Snapdragon 6, 7, uh, 765G, um, which is 5G compatible. Um, like, yeah, like, that's not the best processor you could put in a phone. Like, don't get me wrong. But it's like, at that point, you're getting, like, 180 storage, 8 gigs of RAM, a 4200 milliamp hour battery, a good processor that will, like, for, unless you're planning to, like, do heavy gaming on your phone, at which point, like, I, I don't know, you're just weird in my books anyway. Like, that's that's such a good thing, right? You're getting, like, a glass case, uh, a glass, like, structure of the phone, sorry. Like, you know, like, physically yeah. it is good. You've got, you've still got Gorilla Glass, like, you're not sacrificing on, like, scratching or anything. Like, you're still at a decent resolution. Like, you know... Like you, for three hundred quid, you can get a really goddamn good phone these days. A hundred percent, easily really good phone for three fifty, four hundred pound. I feel like that market of seven hundred plus is literally just for people who want to spend. Sorry, pardon me, want to spend that money on a phone. You, you're getting yeah. benefits that won't help you in day to day life with a phone. You're not getting extreme. You know, you're not going to cure diseases with that phone it's just the price goes up um, 90 pounds to get to the 12 gig and 256 gig model as well so that helps put in spec how cheaply that's with retail markup on it how cheaply like oneplus can add in an extra four gig and add in an extra 120 gig of storage right like it's yeah. 90 pounds of retail to them it's probably like 40 30 pounds actual cost to them it like, is... i imagine their markup is pretty big OnePlus is one of those good companies. Like they're not the best at the moment. Like they're getting a little bit further away from it, unfortunately. But they're yeah, still I wouldn't a, call them good anymore. They're still a great company when it comes to affordability for their phones. They don't do they're better than the others. Stupid markups, yeah. Um, I feel like like iPhone are, are doing it a bit more, kind of like like companies like Samsung, Sony, and and Logitech. Not Logitech. I don't know if they make phones. They may do. LG. That's it. You know, the fact they give customers options is nice. Obviously, some of them are a bit more scummy than others. Um, let's not start with fucking uh Samsung's recent kerfuffle with putting different CPUs. Um, or yeah, CPU. Yeah. Uh, into where their phones sold between America and Europe. Let's just forget about that move but hey ho what are you gonna do um but it's nice to have options i feel you know if, if you want a cheaper phone or just get a second hand one i guess just don't go iphone unless you really 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 want the infrastructure structure don't go an iphone because you will be spending more money yeah. than you want to i think i think a lot of people buy into apple because they kind of have to um and i think that comes in two facets there's the professional end of that where someone uses a Mac because they particularly, edit, you know, they edit their YouTube content or their um, whatever they're making in Final Cut, right? They're just used to that ecosystem. They prefer it to Premiere and DaVinci, so whatever, they have a Mac. And it's just easier for them to use a phone for the integration with that, like iPhone, because the integration with that, like, fair enough, right? Hmm. But it also happens on the lower end where, like, a lot of, like, young people, their friends have got iPhones already, which means to speak to them, they want to use iMessage, which means to do that, they kind of need to buy an iphone and you end up in this cycle like i know multiple family members that have bought iphones you know regularly because they, it's just what they had to use to communicate to their phone 
and it eventually got to the point where they got so annoyed with them they're actually buying an android now but it's just like yeah i think a lot of people are just sort of uh, uh, pulled into the apple, apple ecosystem nonetheless if you are choosing to go into the apple ecosystem like knowing like the compromise that you is more expensive generally and, and stuff like the apple ecosystem is really really good uh in a lot of ways and i think they don't necessarily get credited enough for how smooth um, some of the interactions can be between like an iPhone, a MacBook Pro, uh, a Mac computer itself, right? Like, like it, it is a very mm. tightly knit ecosystem. And I think it's, there has benef- uh, like those benefits as well. Like you can be very used to that ecosystem. And even though if you're spending more, if, you, if you're willing to do that for that ecosystem, it helps you, fair enough. But it also has a lot of negatives. Like I know people I follow on Twitter, a couple of web developers that I follow, uh, do a few extensions and, and stuff like that. Um, one of them uses a Mac. And obviously when you buy a, a normal Mac, right? Um, and I'm not talking like a Mac Pro, you know, cheese grater. I'm talking like a, a, a big bulky Mac fucker. Oh, yeah. Um, those things are not designed to have second screens, although can. Um, and they have this very weird bug quite often where they move their mouse to the edge of one monitor and a second mouse cursor appears on the second monitor while their original one is still on the first. And there's loads of like edge case issues like that in Mac OS where it's like, it's just not designed for these things because they, they've immediately strayed outside the Apple ecosystem. They didn't get the Mac that's meant to have multiple monitors, right? They got the Mac that's not really meant to have them, but it can, and it just immediately has bugs. So there's, like, issues with the Apple ecosystem in that sense as well. That if you stray outside of it, it can get quite sort of a messy and buggy in places and annoying to work with. But at the same time, mm. I absolutely do think, like, Apple don't get credit enough for creating a consistent ecosystem. I don't like most Apple products, but there's no denying that they have like a very smooth user experience across all of their products that are similar in like the overall style. Like, I don't like not being able to move icons on my iPhone. It's just stupid. Like, really stupid. Like, like absurdly stupid. It's completely pointless and it achieves nothing. Don't get me wrong. But it's you know, there's plenty of other nice stuff that they have and like the touch press and stuff. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Apple is mm. not good. By far, they do so much shitty stuff with their products. But, and that's the end of that statement. Yeah, but they like they, they're, they're, the, the actual uh, Mac OS is really sleek, well designed in my opinion, and it's nice to use. It's not customizable, and it's not like Windows, but it's nice to use on a on a user base. It's, it's accessible, same with iOS, but it's not something I would willingly want to change over to and waste my money. Um, because there's just so many, someone getting called. Um, so many different issues that come with being in a, an Apple owner. Um, it depends. I guess it, it depends on your use case, but I, I certainly won't be changing anytime soon. But it's it's it's. Uh, I think phones are. I think there's too many options at times. Like, there's so much to pick from, and there's that there a lot of them are all the exact same. It's just depending on what um, OS you want to use, more or less. I feel like 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 it's like obviously they've all got different features, but I've been looking for a new phone, and the only reason I've stuck with one because it has one feature that none of the others have. The reason I want to go to the others is because they have better OS. Um, or a certain other thing that this one might not have. You know, it's one of those really annoying ones where you still have to make sacrifices to get a good phone that you want to use. Yeah. Mm. For me, I, I would always want Android on a phone. PC-wise, though, I totally agree. Like, my ideal you want Android PC on your would... PC? 
No, I, like uh, for my phone, I I don't ever see a reason why I'd want iOS. Really, like I, it's just a shitter version of every other phone operating system is missing a bunch of features that every other phone operating system has. Nonetheless, um, like for PC, I absolutely see situations where Windows is just beneficial to me, right? But Windows is fucking awful and also full of so many fucking issues and has caused me so much grief over the years of using it that it's yeah. fucking infuriating how bad it is for a fucking, like, a 200-pound product at this point. Um, that looks like I'd just much rather have access to a system where I can triple boot like macOS, a Linux distro of my choice and Windows. Like, that would be the ideal world. Because macOS is, like, really smooth, really clean, great for, like, doing a lot of development work. Um, Linux is also pretty good for doing development work, but also most, most of anything has very highly customizable. It's very flexible um, to how you want to do it right. You can use different desktop managers and stuff, and, and all that sort of thing. Um, and Windows is just there for, like, the ease of use and compatibility with a lot of apps that are only on Windows. Mm. But, like, god, it is potentially annoying to do that like yeah. windows has broken my boot partitions and stuff before just because it decides to when i've tried to dual boot and it's like thanks windows just because it decides to when i've tried to yeah i would 100 percent agree um I, it's hard to say at the moment uh what makes the what, what you're like i think it, like if you were to sit someone down and say this is the phone you should get very hard it's very subjective um yeah. just basically what we should do is just get rid of all the phones and just make two android and another iphone there you go that's all the phones you need yeah but we need it to be 4k 120 hertz yeah, and maybe put Xiaomi in there so you can have overweight oh, yeah. um, uh, phones that spawn you. That's why there's so many cameras in there. And high-quality ones. Yeah, so they can see you across the room. Exactly. You know, when you talk about making phones, what do you think about perhaps not making your own phone, but customising it, like all those failed modular phone designs. I was really excited for the Google modular phone, and it died. Um, I really <laughs> like the idea of that. It, does, it doesn't Shout all have to be... Shout Google on Twitter. Yeah, it doesn't all have to be modular, but like having the ability to maybe, like if you start off with your normal default phone, let's say it's got a 12 megapixel camera and, and uh, a 4,000 milliamp battery, let's just... The ability to then spend like an extra hundred pound of your own money to get like a twenty megapixel camera or to add an extra mm. module onto it—it's just nice. I can see why it failed because it is very hard to do in a way that's user friendly yeah. and it's simple. A phone I seen recently again, thanks to Joe Riggs, everything I love watching content. Um, there's a phone I can't. Love me, put the brand name. I want to say it's Fox or something like that. They made a phone where it, it basically it's it's modular inside to the point where you can repair it yourself. You just buy the units off Amazon, so like the battery, the camera, the sensors, um, the mm. speaker, and all that. So you don't have to if you if if the camera was to go, which is very unlikely, but if the camera was to go, you can just buy the unit, take it apart with a few screws, and put it back together, and you fixed it, um, which is nice. I I think mm. that sort of modulability 
is nice you know the, the ability to be able to repair your phone because it's got a modular design um, that allows you to take parts out and put them back together without complicated wiring and and six mm. or seven screws that were all connected with fucking ribbon cables you know it's one of those nice things don't even get me i know we were talking about apple but don't even get me started apple charging you 600 pound to repair the back glass on their phone is fucking no. ridiculous i've not heard about that, yeah if, wait there no let me sounds very much like them let me find out are we talking about the rossman right to repair shit now yeah actually that's a thing is that coming yet or is that still in the works uh he's funding for it and all that stuff okay mm -hmm. so i saw that was gonna be a supposed um law i don't know i didn't read into it but i was just like that's cool hopefully if it gets somewhere that actually yeah there's stuff to do with but... like legislation and all of that stuff i i've forgotten where it goes but he is now mm. actually getting funding to take it to some people or whatever and like <laughs> he is the leading head of it now basically even okay. if he doesn't want to be oh yeah pretty good cause as well absolutely i the only comment i'd make um on like the hardware compatibility and repairability issue and stuff is it's very easy if you're not like aware of these things to just sort of think that like oh companies should do a better job with like this and that and repair should be easier to do and like being able to upgrade hardware or something like ram could be cool on phones like modularity would be awesome and a big solution to that is open sourcing hardware um patenting mm. less stuff having people able to look and, and research and produce you know modules like even if you're like fully capitalist about it right like open source for Samsung Galaxy hardware designs and a bunch of third parties will make better camera modules that you can manufacture and install yourself. Companies will make tools that are easy make it easier to disassemble Galaxy phones, right? Like, you know, I wouldn't agree with it necessarily in that system personally, but you know, it absolutely in any like economic system would be beneficial in my opinion. Like, you know, it just it just lets yeah. people do shit to their own phones and lets companies make their phones better. It's just a way better idea than what it is currently. So uh, it's 100%. Um, so yeah, I was just looking at the app. Uh, this is the official pricing on Apple. They're looking for, so for a screen replace, if it's out of warranty, this is the latest 12, the 12 Pro Max, the most expensive phone, which I think goes for like 1500. Um, if you're out of warranty, a screen repair costs 316 pound, which is pretty, because I'm pretty sure you can take the screens out of two screws. It's like one of the better phones I've seen when it comes to taking the screen off. Um, but if the same phone, if you're out of warranty for any other damage, which includes a broken back glass, £566. At that point, you might as well buy a new fucking phone. I mean, even that first uh, figure, I'd be yeah, question. looking elsewhere in the market. Oh, I don't think... If, you, if you're going to Apple to do out-of-warranty screen repairs... You're stupid. Just go to a shop nearby if you have one, or there's plenty online. Um, like that will do it a shit ton cheaper. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bit of a problem with Apple and local stores specifically. Yeah. If you can, if you can find a local store that has parts and will do a repair of your phone, mm. and and can do that, like, you know, good good for you. Like I I absolutely support them, but it is tough to do because of Apple. Yeah. Speaking from experience of having to repair an iPhone screen from a non-official Apple retailer because they would never be able to be one. It's £25 if you have Apple cover. 
for all phones, a screen repair. Right. Which makes me wonder how much is their, their basically their warranty, their Apple Care. Because I actually I have no clue. Gotta find out. Um. Yeah, that, that it's one of those weird ones where it's like, wh- why? Why would you want to spend that sort of stupid money to uh, even go anywhere near that sort of worries? Um. So Apple Pair. Only do it on one product at a time. No. What? Okay. Wait, so really? If you go to my, if you go to Apple Care, it's asks you to choose a product to cover: Mac, iPad, iPhone, Apple Watch, and then the rest. Apple TV. Oh no, my Apple TV broke. A new one. They're cheap, cheaper than any fucking fixing them. Oh, do you have to actually like? Oh, okay, is there no like general price? Oh, please just give me general price Apple. Just a general price would be. Trying. I had a friend who, to be fair, wasn't exactly the most tech savvy, but they had problems with um, even just like data transfer between getting new Apple phones, because apparently Apple like really encourages you to do it through their ecosystem. Yeah. Which you then needed, like, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a whole thing where it, it was feasible, to, kind of, but it wasn't realistic. I'm trying to try and find out exactly what that issue was now. Yeah, I think the whole right to repair thing is something you should... I think it should... I know it's... Obviously, we live in such a like a commercialized world and all, but the right to repair is just one of those things that I feel like should have come a lot earlier. We live in such a world where your your phone can break so easily and it costs so much that people will just buy a new one and bin it. Um, I mean, consumer rights have been slowly, slowly getting better. reduced and reduced and reduced over years. <laughs> They've definitely not been getting better. Like. like mm-hmm. Returns have been getting harder to do. Um, repairing your own equipment and products is getting harder to do. Like it's just it's just been getting worse, and there's been a bit of a resurgence to fight back against that very recently. So, what I see for the iPhone 12 Pro, which I said it was what 566 pound to repair for any like back scratch, um, or screen repair for 300 pound, it's 200 pound. However, I can't see if there's any details saying if that's annually. Um, I would have thought it's Apple. It's probably annually. Um, but if it isn't, two hundred pound isn't actually that bad. If you're someone who you know you're gonna break your phone, it's not. No, in Apple sense, it's okay. In normal sense, no. Fuck off. That you shouldn't be paying any more to have cheap repairs. Or cheaper repairs, or at least reasonable repairs. Sorry. Um. Fucking hell. Wait, Hermes making Apple Watch? What? I was just looking at the Apple Watch section, and there's there's the Apple Watch Hermes, Apple Watch Nike, Apple Watch, and then the different series. I didn't know there was a Hermes Apple Watch. Oh, that's. Uh... I need to see this. Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, okay. It's okay. 
I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. It's spelt the same way as the Hermes um, brand we all know and love. Uh, mm. But it, it's just separate, different I'm one. I'm trying to think if I'm going insane. Is Hermes not a delivery company? It is, but they've also got an Apple yeah. Watch Hermes. But I think it's pronounced differently because right. it has a accented E. Hermes. Um, ah, Hermes, yeah. Hermes, yeah. <laughs> or Hermes. It looks it basically it looks like a designer watch. Um over the typical Apple Watch in London. So Right, I see. Because they've got also they've also got the Nike, so I assume it's talking about the watch brand Hermes now, okay, right now. Wait, that's a watch brand? I've never heard of them. Oh, okay, well Yeah. That's why I was so confused. like explain it. I uh, know. I just the way you like, didn't sound surprised about that, or the way you sounded surprised about that. Sorry, um, it's like I was like, what are they like? Is it like Hermes the delivery people? Yeah, like... far from a watch brand. Oh god, they make literally they go. make fucking stuff for your they, you make garden. Do they? Yeah, they they do everything. And okay, watches. I guess I'm gonna look this up as well. Like they do clothing, they do um. They do clothing, they do watches, obviously, which they might be the most famous for watches. Again, I've never heard of them. But they also do stuff like interior design and um, frame fragrances. I thought that said frame um, makeup. They do makeup. I want to see how much their lipstick costs. 56 quid. Yeah. I've not found interior design going through that. Oh, there it is. Somewhere. Uh, yeah, several uh, luxury. How do they describe they're, they're just a brand name. Luxury goods, that's the term. Yeah, I trade that in Elite sometimes. <laughs> oh, I haven't actually played much of Elite plays. Yeah. Before you go that way, <laughs> yeah. there was something I, I wanted to... Circling back to a fair while ago, uh, for those of you who are listening, those of you who remember the uh, graph that was... Like of the smartphone features that people wanted. Oh, yeah. But me saying that in English instead. Yeah. The least wanted feature of 30% of it is anything, but it is a mother. I'm just. I'm going to get fucking <laughs> clever bot up and just let her do it for me. The least wanted feature at 30%, which is higher than I thought it would be, is AR slash VR uh, tools. And I guess tools is a little bit vague, but it got me thinking. Back to my time, when I used my phone as a VR headset, by that I mean I used my phone inside a bit of plastic that acted as a headset. Honestly, phone VR should be more common. Looking around, absolutely no problems. Like To be fair, it's it's a fairly modernish phone, I suppose. So you could say that the gyroscopes and like the software and whatever is going to be better than some older models. Mm. One of the only real problem was you couldn't do um, spatial tracking. Well, you couldn't use the gyroscopes because, as it turns out, these gyroscopes are awful for that sort of thing. Just fucking use the camera, though. Like, it's. I really do think it's a large area that everyone has a fucking phone nowadays. Most people have a decent resolution. Mine was. It looked better than my old Oculus CV1. Get more into phone VR. I guess the only other main problem would be controllers. If you wanted to do like a full-on experience as opposed to like just sitting there uh, in War Thunder or DCS. But, okay. 
we need to get phone VR to be more common. I'm 50-50 yeah, about that. I'm not sure I agree with that. I, I don't see what the point in any of that would be when you're still on, like, a very low-power phone. Like, like what VR experiences are you going to do? Like, oh, I'll play this relatively low-poly kind of shitty game that's well, going to make your phone either, get really hot one, quite you fast do, like, the, and drain your battery the, very fast. The Quest 2 way, which is just... You can either do like low crappy ones that are made for that, or you can but just even stream from a 2, PC. Like, and... is going to be better. And streaming from a PC with the latency is going to be interesting. It's not, no, no, because you just stream it over USB. Like, you don't have to do. I absolutely would not recommend Wi-Fi. It was workable because I was got playing more like cable, and at that point, you just get a like a better headset. No, because headsets now, like even the cheapest ones, are a few hundred. Isn't is the Oculus? The Oculus Quest 2 is the most popular one currently, so let me... They want $299 okay, right. for that so, alone. So get a 300 quid phone get and get a Quest 2. Don't buy a 700 quid phone. So that you can play VR because you don't have like a, you know, five-year-old no, processor and you've got more than phone. two gigs of RAM. Like, just, you <laughs> already have, have the phones. Phone. Most people have phones, like, especially compared to the amount of people that own... Not ones that are going to be playing headset. the same quality stuff as like a Quest 2 though, like processor-wise. Like, my phone oh, can keep up with a, a Quest 2. Not even close. Oh, I'm trying to remember what process. Like, obviously, the Quest oh, 2 is going to be... Because like it's a larger well, form factor. Fair. What uh, process does the... Like, how far behind... But even then, just like, even on the streaming front of things, and yes, that does then require your... um. Then you've got to have a PC. Like, your PC like, yeah. to be beefy. It's just like, just get a Quest it's 2 at that point. It's such an untapped market. I mean, don't, because no. fuck Facebook. Yeah, because but... exactly... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still fully into like just buying a proper VR headset. Um, like if you if you can afford it, and I think it's worth let saving me... for. Okay, hang on. Let me. So I'm looking at the Quest Two specs from a a table here. So I don't think they're wrong, but obviously <laughs> there's the chance that they yeah, are yeah. because I'll see if I can find. Okay, so apparently the Quest Two. Oh, that is per eye. Okay, hang on. So oh, it's eighteen thirty-two by nineteen twenty per eye. So that's more than your phone. double what my phone would be. Hang on. Okay. Well, roughly. I think the only problem with I think the biggest issue when it comes to VR with phone is just the resolution. That's why you need to get the new Sony one. Oh my god! Yeah. See again like that. Hey, it loops around. Or the new Xiaomi one. To be <laughs> fair, like hey, it won't be four K, but. Um, What's my... <laughs> but like, even... I wonder how much It definitely wasn't playable, but yeah, okay, so fair enough. You could possibly get a better resolution for the Quest, like, for the price especially, I'll give it that. The refresh rate's weird. Like, didn't they recently say they were going to update it to, like, 144 hertz in selected titles with, like, a software update or yeah, something? Yeah, I saw something about that, and I was I... like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's awesome for people who own it, but also... Why wasn't that done before? Yeah. I, no, it's it's always weird to me when VR headsets, and I've known like some Pimax ones to do it as well, like months or in the Quest 2 case, I think years? I don't know how long it's been out. Later, I'm like, oh yeah, now you can have a higher refresh rate? I don't know. It's odd to me. But Yeah, uh, I also know that, um, I don't know if you saw, but Vive were teasing a new headset recently. 
Ooh, very early teasing, it was just like, here's a headset covered by a cloth in this photo that we tweeted. Isn't oh, that epic? Um, so it could just be like another like commercial Vive headset, but people are also obviously because it would it, like in my opinion for their non enterprise side of business the most logical thing right is a compared to the Quest Two like everyone would claim that yeah so if Vive come out of a good compared to the Quest Two yeah. I mean I hate to say it because in general I I feel like Vive kind of make really shitty headsets I'm just saying that um, yeah. they don't have a great record but if they do come out of a good compared to the Quest Two um, of good compatibility, you can still plug into a PC like you can with the Oculus Link cable that costs 150 fucking pounds. 120 yeah. or whatever it is. Um, for like a literal USB-C fundamental I'd say, which but... is the other thing, there's like extra cost to the Quest 2 that doesn't need to be there. Um, like they hide it behind the original price. Which to me, that's yeah. how like these marketing things work, but it's still... Obviously. Yeah, it's well, not yeah. pleasant. Definitely keep an eye out. Like if you want a standard video mm. headset, do see if this Vive headset that's been sort of teased for a while is... um. Is gonna be that because it'd be really cool if uh, if it is, and it's good, which it probably won't be because you know five. <laughs> but... They made a good headset. And they right. worked with Valve. The original five was okay, right? For its era, I think it was very decent. But VR headsets and VR as a, as a space has come a long way since, and I would not call the Vive a good headset now. Yeah, but how old is the Vive? Years and years old. Because like, I don't get me wrong, I do agree with that. But also, like, I just because the Vive itself is old, HTC slash Vive have made like ten headsets since, um, yeah, yeah. many of which have stopped being sold almost immediately um, because they were awful. Like, uh, you know, like they're just bad. Like, you got the original Vive um, that was that was okay for its time. Vive Pro yeah, is okay. The Cosmos series just. No one cares. Like they've got their enterprise products, whatever. I can't speak from the enterprise end because I don't use them. Good. I don't know what business wants, but like, just yeah, they just kind of like I don't know. If they come out of a standalone headset and it works well, and it doesn't have like selling your life away to Mark Zuckerberg, mm. yeah, it could be good. Well, that was. Now, battery capacity, so tracking uses internal camera. And again, I really think the phone could do that. Like, the software I had didn't do that, unfortunately. I don't know if it's, like, a planned update. But, I mean, you know. Speaking of that. having selfie cameras, maybe that is the answer. Maybe we should have selfie cameras. You've got a camera on each side of the phone. Hmm. But inside-out tracking. Your facial tracking. Facial. Yeah, you could get that, um... Well, there's loads of things you could use it for, but... Yeah, facial tracking on your eyes. Uh, battery capacity on my Quest 2, two to three hours. On my phone, to be fair, yeah. On my on my phone, which is a fairly high milliamp hour battery, I reckon I could get more than that. But like so, so I've got a fairly a decent yeah. phone. Like, I'll I'll be honest with you guys. I was looking up in the meantime whilst you were talking, like what the most common. Uh, mobile screen resolution is. <laughs> I regret doing it. It does not help my point. Apparently, eighteen point. And I, you know, perhaps I'm. Well, I am speaking from a privileged position to have this phone at all. Let alone like a fairly decent one. Eighteen point seven percent of people are, and that's the most common. A three hundred sixty by six forty display. Ooh. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps uh, there is. Perhaps there is a small. Issue that I think I, I mean, yeah, overestimated the decent resolution of people's is that phones. A sample sample data from worldwide. 
Yes, that's worldwide. I've also got yeah. US here. I mean, like, the people that are probably going to be buying VR headsets are going to probably have slightly better phones than yeah, that. they're not anyway. going to be using their Nokia. I still do agree, though, that, like, my phone's resolution is, like, 20-something by 10-something, right, across the whole screen, which is, like, yeah. one way the resolution I'd get on the Quest, the other way not. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, the resolution's not that big a thing. I still stand by I don't think resolution's actually that important in VR. Oh, um, no, definitely not. I had one of those. I oh, had, I would disagree. If you go too low, it is. But going yeah. past a certain point, it's just pointless. I oh, know, you okay, disagree, fair. you Pimax fuck. For the first um, time. Oh, no, I meant like I disagree better. for the fact that like I wouldn't want a 360p. Oh, no, yeah, like I wouldn't want 360 but, but I that's... mean like going going down like, oh, sorry, going from like 1080, like, say we went from like a 1080 per okay. roughly to like sure. 4K per hour. Like it's just pointless. Like, in comparison to the I... benefit, from, not pointless, but mm -hmm. it's for the price, it's not worth it in comparison to the benefit to the, the user experience that you get from, like, uh, going to, like, a high refresh rate, right? Like, playing on 144Hz on my index is way more significant to me than, like, the difference in resolution between my actual phone in, like, phone VR and my index, right? Like, it's, don't get me wrong, it's nicer. Like, the resolution is definitely useful, but... I personally think that the refresh rate is is a better upgrade overall. I would I would uh, agree. I think it's okay. I'd say it's. I think it's tougher. Like I'd potentially agree. Like when it comes to monitors, but when it comes to VR, especially because I used the Oculus CV one for a while, being able to make out not even details, but like text in some instances, was. Yeah, and that, and that's always yeah. been like even with my Pimax headset, it's just it, it's a, so much better than the Oculus, like in every single way, and you'd hope so. But like I I get where you're coming from there. More resolution. Um, but nonetheless, I'd also say for me, like my my, my take on that, like t reading text in in VR games sucks, especially if you have low yeah. resolution or you're in a slightly bad situation, or if you're me and have a bad eyesight in the fucking first place. It can be quite awkward to do. But at the same time, my hot take is that most VR games should not have text in them that you need to read this remotely important. Like, it just shouldn't be a thing. If you have text for, like, a menu, yeah. it should be big, very bold, very clear, use logos, very, you know, good accessibility. Other than that, don't put text in your VR games. It's hard to read oh, text in VR true. for the everyday populace, right? Like, so I'd say I'd rather have a higher refresh rate so I can enjoy things like B-Saber at a higher refresh rate and not have to worry about being able to read text because text just shouldn't be in VR games to the extent that it can be in some of them. I've, I've also I've not had as much experience like I have between monitors like sixty versus one hundred and forty four hertz, for example. With my um, headset, I've currently taken the compromise of I get a much higher field of view with no noticeable distortion for me at least, but I get a reduced frame rate from that. It seems weird, like, in my experience, honestly, that frame rate drop hasn't been as noticeable as I thought it would be. And I don't know if that is just, like, how I'm, sort of, how I'm yeah. coping with things in VR. So, uh, I'd, I'd be happy to test it if it wasn't, I, it's not a pain to go between resolutions and things, but it's, you know, sometimes you like, need to relaunch the game. On the yeah. on, on the Pimax, especially. I don't think it's particularly mm. smooth in general. Uh, frame rate, refresh rate on like Steam VR, like I, again, I don't know if the Pimax would let you do this because of its issues with FOV and stuff. I, I highly doubt it would, right? 
like a an index for example i can just literally while playing beat saber open up a menu and go i'm night hurts now and it will the screen will cut to black for like about 10 to 100 milliseconds and i'm immediately back and i'm a night hurts like it okay it's it's really smooth for me to change refresh rates in even while in vr like with no issue uh, obviously with the pimax there's the issue like for the adjustment and stuff so that's not something they could really implement even if they wanted to yeah. not not easily anyway um not into steam vr itself but like yeah i don't know i, I think um, it's also down to your eyes like i have quite fps sensitive eyes right yes true to the point where for like video content like if i'm watching a stream or a film or something like obviously like you know i, I how do i word this like the standard like 24 25 fps i find very very choppy i think it looks yeah. bad i hate watching movies and seeing drone shots and it's like cool thanks for showing me this powerpoint slideshow of captain america farting on a cliff like that's epic i'm so glad you showed me this <laughs> Um, because it just is like that to me. I, 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 it fucking looks ugly as shit. Like the low frame rates you get on TV and movies just look but, really bad to me. But Alfie, nonetheless, hmm? the eye can only see it twenty four frames a second. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Um, oh god. But nonetheless, right? I, I do have quite FPS sensitive eyes, right? If I'm playing a a video, like if I'm watching YouTube content, or whatever, like thirty sixty FPS, I can tell the difference between thirty and sixty. But like, neither look particularly bad. I'm kind of just used to watching video content at low frame rates. Mm-mm. If I'm playing a video game, 60 FPS looks choppy to me, right? Like, trying to aim mm. at 60 FPS is choppy to me, because I just got cursed with being quite sensitive to that, right? Like, watching a video game at 144 hertz versus 60 is just really quite tough for me. Like, like it, I can really see the difference. So I notice it quite a lot in a VR headset, going from 90 to 144 and back. Um... Nonetheless, though, I could absolutely see someone that doesn't notice that difference, right? Like, because that is like a very like individual thing from my experience speaking to people, right? Some people don't notice yeah. the frame rate anywhere near as much. So I could actually see for some people like the resolution would be more beneficial. But for me, like the difference in playing like Beat Saber at ninety and one hundred forty-four hertz is is night and day. I mean, it's insane. Like, the... it's so much cleaner. It's so much easier to see everything moving. And the like... other like thing that we sort of, we vaguely touched on is field view. Like I said, I've currently got mine maxed out and. I'm definitely much happier now that I've got a higher uh, field of view. Yeah. It, it would be interesting, I think, if I could smoothly like go between all the different settings and figure out. It would be really cool what, if they could implement what that. Is, yeah, what would be like my most important factor, and by how much? Yeah, yeah I, I think for me, I would I would like to be in a situation where I could like use your Pimax as an example, right? Like, oh god, COVID, mm. yada yada. I would like to try like the like maximum FOV and, and get a feel for what that's like. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, like obviously I can't speak in terms of having like a Pimax level of FOV. The upgrade in FOV going from the Vive to the Index, where uh, the Vive um, was it was decent enough, but the Index has the ability to move the lenses really close to your eyes, and you you do get a pretty goddamn decent FOV in that thing. Um, at least in comparison to what I have with the Vive. Like, I, I can notice that, right? I, I run the index of the lenses right up against my eyes because, frankly, my glasses are not bulky enough to get in the way of them. Um, and it, it is definitely better than, than what I had on the Vive, like, visibility-wise. Like, FOV is a, is a big thing. I just can't mm. speak personally to how, like, going past what I already have would benefit me if mm. I started to lose refresh rate, right? Like, that would be interesting. Yeah. Although, again, maybe the solution is actually just being able to change it on the fly. Maybe Pimax do need to work on this. Because playing yeah. Beat Saber, I want refresh rate. Paying something like Half-Life Alex, I might be more happy to take refresh rate down a notch, not all the way down, because there is a lot of gunfire yeah. in that game, but down a notch just for that bit of extra FOV, because I think they could be quite yeah, good I for the immersiveness know. of like, like open-world so games like that, or open-world in the sense are. of big world. 
Pimax works. I've not, I've not tried jumping between them in game. I can't imagine it would be. Well, I'm not saying it's not there. I just can't imagine it would be great. I remember yeah. things like the, like the high resolution HP reverbs being suggested for people who play things like like DCS, like flight sims specifically, where people were saying they didn't find the refresh rate that important. I could not go down to reverb, I believe 75 hertz? Check that. Yeah, I couldn't do that in, like even in a flight sim, that would be nasty. I don't know why I just went to reverb G2 images, that's not gonna... Help. Hey, maybe, and they might, hey, who knows? Maybe it will be one of those headsets that in like a few years gets a 144 hertz update out of nowhere. So, you know, actually, I'll wait until the end for this because it's completely out of context. No, oh. I, as someone who's only used a 90 hertz headset, um, 90 hertz is good. It's not anywhere near like using 120 or 144, but it's. It's still yeah. like good enough, especially if you're it's your first headset in the uh, VR. Um, I had one of those moments earlier today when playing Beat Saber where I, I just genuinely forgot I was like I I was so immersed in the game that I was I like I completely forgot what real life was sort of thing. Like you you just immersed <laughs> into it, um, quickly snapped out of that. But but no, I I would agree. I I think. Yeah, it would be nice if we could get a headset at some point where you can change the hertz rate, but also change the FOV to fit the game. Like as you said, bringing the the hertz rate down a little bit to up the FOV for adventure games or potentially flight sims or other simulators where you don't necessarily need 144 hertz. You could potentially bring it down to 120 or even a hundred, like 110. Um, just to get that bit more immersed. I think that would be like something probably newer, top of the range headsets that potentially come up Vive again. Not Vive, sorry. Um, Valve or IMAX potentially in the future. I think that would be an interesting... Like, like that's uh, that's one thing I'm interested to see is, is what's next when it comes to top-of-the-line VR headsets. What are they working on? Um, What could be... The, the the difference that makes them the deal breaker, you know, that's what I'm interested mm. to see, and but the, the 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 possibilities we the future going to be interesting. So yeah, but I think like uh, I think a huge part is also not just the headset, but the actual controls themselves. I would still say that the Index has the best control scheme of any VR headset to date. Um, also like controllers, like controllers. But I feel like that's still a huge part of the actual whole experience. The controllers you're using, you know, they can make or break a game. Mm. It's quite literally in some games. God, the Vive ones infuriate me. I'm used to <laughs> yeah, them, so but that's because those are the only ones I've ever I, used. And I suppose that's if you, if I get used to them, then it'll be. Yeah, right. I've never had issues per se with them. Either that, yeah, um... or I pay twenty pound for some three D printed filament in a spiral. It's hard for me to comment directly, but I would mm. say this. Going from Vive to Index, I don't think I could go from Index to Vive. So I'm not yeah. sure how you're going to... If you'll ever fully be able to settle in going from Oculus to uh, Vive. Um, if you've only had Vive, though, I totally agree that you can just kind of get used to them. 
they do suck, but if you're used to yeah. them, you're used to them. It's it's more when you have used something better and you're like, oh my god, I could have had this the whole time. Like, God, mm. just, just moving in any VR game on a Vive, like, oh, it's just awful. It's just so bad. Yep. Oh, fair, yeah. Cannot Again. wait to get the Knuckles. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. That's probably going to be my next purchase for guys to get the uh, Index Knuckles. Uh, not Knuckles, Another sorry, thing um, I feel like I should mention, and again, not sure how this all would, would affect Oculus in that if you're running from like the Oculus Store and not using Steam VR, because I always experience a Steam VR. Um, but it's important to look at like your super sampling in VR as well, right? Mm. Um, so Steam VR like has a super sampling slider that's global, and I think you can do a per game one. I've only ever used the global one. I think one. you can do. Um, I've only used global. But yeah, so like I'm 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 not particularly experienced at running at absurd super sampling rates, like four hundred percent or something, because that would just be I don't know I don't you know PC performance. But like I imagine that very much could in some situations make um seeing text a bit clearer, right? If you're if you're originally rendering it per right, a much higher resolution, and then bring it back down for the actual screens, that could definitely make stuff a bit clearer. Like at the same time, though, like it takes a lot of performance. So you know if you if you are using VR and you have shitty like. Time reading text, probably try playing around with your resolution scaling slider and see like where is optimal for you. Because you know, yeah. you might have it on like somewhere that uh, is actually not optimal and you could still easily get the format you're looking for in that game, especially if you're on like a 90 hertz screen by you know upping the resolution a little. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to uh, hear from someone who like recently upgraded to a twin index. It would be, yeah, if only there was someone here in that situation. My experience has been quite shocking. <laughs> um, index good. Um, mm. Other one bad. <laughs> other one. <laughs> well, the things are right. I I don't okay. really notice the difference between refresh rate oh. that well. For me, it's mainly the okay. tracking yeah. and the controllers, which are the main gonna... upgrade aspects, which I personally prefer. Mm. Like and going audio. from ninety to one forty four is noticeable, but it's not the deal breaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I still stand by, like, like, as much as I've said, like, I think I've said this many times before on the podcast, for me, the biggest upgrade, going from, like, if I was to say, like, the number one upgrade from going from a Vive to an Index, like, full kit, um, is absolutely the headset itself, right? The audio and the comfort of an Index mm. over a Vive is just, that is by far the most immediate big upgrade. Right, like the controllers are really, really good. Don't get me wrong, but you could buy those controllers with a Vive, and I think your experience would still be notably worse because wearing a Vive for a long period of time is flat less comfortable than an Index. The audio setup on a Vive is flat less comfortable than an Index. Um, the Index, like that, one of the most underrated things that it does is how goddamn good the audio is, um, and just how comfortable that thing can be to wear for a long time. It's got a really good balance of its weight. The headband is very comfortable. Um, I've not had anyone complain with like different head sizes with like the friends and family that have tried it. Um, it's got like the uh, the padding that you can put on if you need a smaller head size and stuff. Anyway, like in in general, I've, you know everyone I've seen has had a very positive experience wearing the index, and I do think it doesn't get credit enough. But like, I think in general, people when people with VR, people often just miss the usability aspects that are physical, right? Like you can talk about resolution and FOV and refresh rate all you fucking want, but at the end of the day, you're strapping a fucking screen to your face, right? Like. Making that more comfortable is a huge thing. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, like, the sound yeah. from the index is, I feel like, unbeaten when it comes to default sound. Um, 
way they've done the sound projection sound projection from the ear cups they use something from what i've experienced i you know can't really be at that sort of sort of um price point i guess unless you're going to spend hundreds even thousands more if you really want oh uh, my voice is done um oh, that's always a good sign yeah uh but you yeah, know I, I would agree there's so much that people miss out on the actual headset when it comes to like i would say talk about specs as much as you like resolution hertz right um hertz rate and and controls very painful but but um the actual physical side of it is is so important as well is it comfortable how much does it weigh that's not as much well worry if they can get the balance right you know you make it comfortable yeah is there inbuilt sound if so is it good sound how are the controllers um and stuff like this that people i feel forget especially when they're talking about high-end vr headset to talk about i don't think we've uh covered any films this week i think we need oh to... my god that's a bonus yeah oh, we no. need to I'm trying to think if i've actually watched any films i, I don't think i i watched i didn't watch films uh episode five of the falcon the winter soldier absolutely amazing can't wait oh would you like to Another spoil one? it for everyone no um no. what else did i watch i can't remember <laughs> I was talking yeah, about films my... the other day. I watched The Legend. The Legend? The film I wanted to watch with you. Is it Legend? Legends? I can't remember. Is it the Part one with Will Smith? No. Le Sorry, it's just called Legend. There's no Z. Legend? Like, you should... No, yeah. that's I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. Oh, Legends, yeah. The one with Tom Hardy. Yeah, that is a great film. Yeah. Yeah, the one that I wanted to watch with you. But then I got yeah. bored and was like, hey, it keeps being recommended to me. It's called cool. seven, it. seven on IMDb. You enjoyed it, did you say? Yeah. For context, for those who don't know what Legend is, Legend is, is it's a film based on the Cray twins who were gangsters mm. in London during the sixties. No, twenties. Uh, I'd so. never like heard of them before, and now well, the problem is my prime recommendations are about fifty different films about them. They've had a lot of media behind them apparently. I've just never heard of them before. They were late fifties, sixty seven. Yeah, I was right first time. Yeah. yeah, it was a a very interesting film, but you could argue it was a bit predictable, but hey, a bit of fun. And at the end of the day I think that's quite important when it how comes was, to film. Um, a bit of fun. How was uh my my favourite thing about this Okay, so my favourite thing about... I was just looking at the, the Ray Twins. I was going to say, what do you think? I don't know if it's much of a twist, because I, I can't remember the film too much, but I know one of them um, was... Uh, I don't know if he was gay his whole life, but I know he was, and he tried to hide it. At least that was shown in the film. Was that a twist that came out? How do you mean, sorry? Like, like was, it, was, it, was, it, was it obvious from the start that he was gay? Or oh. did it just... I don't think like, he ever hid it okay like at least not in the not in the film i'm pretty sure he didn't because that was like uh, it came up a few times and of course um uh, opinions of that sort of thing i tried people gave him odd looks at first and they're like ah you got balls for saying it kid 
okay. but no, my favorite thing about the the Cray twins is the art is their personal lives on on Wikipedia. <laughs> Ronnie, oh. lovely. Reggie, yeah. Just one line. That's all about him. <laughs> oh, um, they did my man's dirty. Yeah, no, it's an interesting film, and I like how they did it. You know, Tom Hardy playing both twins, and I think he did a good role. Um, did it well. Mm, absolutely, an interesting film though. What I remember. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I I would recommend it. I I don't know about yourself. Yeah, I would. Good film if you get a chance to watch it. Um, it kind of there just goes go. back into that part of London that. I feel like somewhat forgotten. Oh, but, it's still London. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it can run by gangsters, people talking funny. Exactly it. Roadman. Like Cockney. Oh, I'm trying to think of other films. I, I, I was going to talk to someone about a film, but I can't for the life of me remember now, and it really pisses me off. Boston in a bad film. Um, the Overwatch League anime has been good so far. You're watching Sorry What? The Overwatch League anime. It's the only seasonal anime I'm watching. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. That was it's the only content I've watched. Guardians of the Galaxy. I was thinking of James Gunn because I forgot he wrote uh Doo movie. <laughs> yeah, I uh, it's a good film. Good I time. recommend it. Oh that was it. I completely forgot they're making a uh they're making a Powerpuff Girls uh film. Which I was like, oh uh, yeah, I saw one tweet about it. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't give a shit to be honest with you. It's it wasn't something I grew up watching, so I don't really care about it. Those things, I was like, are they what? This is all I thought when I heard about it. I was just like, what? It needed. Um. Well, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. No, there's some interesting films coming out. Uh, there's the funding. <laughs> Thunder Mostly because they've all been delayed for like a few years, so it's all of the big releases like wanting to come out at once. Oh, I, but the yeah. ones that haven't gone straight to stream, that is. That's true. Wait, they're making. There's a Tom and Joe film. How, not aware of yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, I keep 2021. The, uh, it came out this year. It. Wait, it came out. I didn't know it was already out. Oh, you can watch. Yeah, okay. Wait, when did it come yeah, out? Okay, that must have been one of the ones that went straight to stream. But you're also going to be able to watch in cinema. It came out first in Taiwan. Probably. Yeah, wait. Why we never heard of it? Interesting. Was there some controversy oh, with that film. I remember now what like, I was going to talk about. Oh yeah. It's not related to film in any way, shape, or form. It was just oh. it's video related, and that was I watched the uh, the Phillips funeral, but I didn't intend to. Um. Have you accidentally no. watched a funeral? Because I was on Twitch. Oh, this story is so good. It is. I was on Twitch. And I just saw someone um, streaming Mordor. Oh, no, is it Mordor? What's that fucking chivalry like game? Shadow of Mordor. No. <laughs> yeah, moment. Mordhau? Yeah, that's it. Mordhau. Um, streaming that, and he didn't have a profile picture. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I clicked on it. He had like 50 views. I was like, that's interesting. Someone with no profile picture streaming a game, but quite a few views. What's going on here? Is he like one of those hackers that get a lot on Twitch now? I clicked on him and he was just watching the Phillips funeral and he was a Scots saying some funny stuff and quite questionable stuff at times. But I thought, fuck it, I'm here now. I'm just going to watch an hour of Phillips funeral. Yeah, um, I'm giving him a recommendation. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was... Yeah, it was weirdly paced. Again, I haven't seen any of the other royal family 
I don't know if it was normal, but it was weirdly paced. Um, it felt like some of the soldiers didn't know what they were doing at times. No offense to them. That, like some of the lineups yeah. were they out of line, and so they would have to shuffle back into line, stuff like that, which just feel right. Um, I feel like the coolest thing out of it is the fact that you know it, Philip had designed the Land Rover for ten years ago. Um, and he, he's just made sure that it's been maintained and he's modified it over the last 10 years, which, you know, quite, quite nice. I, th- I heard that he repainted it the fit, um, uh, authentic World War II colours for that Jeep at the time. Um, so they went ah, more of an army okay. green. Blood I, and sand, I see. I want to know, what colour was it beforehand before you modified the colour? Was it oh, a, just a different like shade a, of green? A nice shiny blue, fresh from a factory. Yeah, like genuinely. Um... You know, it was just generic when uh, the royal family. Uh, actually, seeing Prince Andrew was a bit weird. He was really shifty the entire time, constantly looking <laughs> to his sides. Um, never looked f- like he couldn't look oh, forward God. for more than ten minutes. It, it was really weird. Um, <laughs> Why are you ragging on different members of the family and soldiers? Oh, okay. No, the soldiers. I can understand, and I give my full respect to them. Prince Andrew, I feel like, you know, he's a questionable member of the family. I feel like he shouldn't have been invited, in my personal opinion. Um, oh, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but questionable member of the family. I think we should up that to nonce. Okay, you say it, fine. Um, well, he is a nonce. Yeah, but still, you say it, I'm not. Is also wanted by the FBI. I just want to point that out. Yeah, by the way, still pending an investigation, Andrew. If you're listening, that's I'm not sure I... if you know, but the FBI <laughs> want to speak to you in America. You should go do that. Imagine you if they speak just... to the FBI in America, Andrew. You know. Imagine if they jumped. You, know, you, you know what? You know what? You could take a flight over Nons Island. I think it's still there. You know, it's still there. All, all, all Nons Island. You can fly over and have a look at the view and go, oh yeah, like you know, twat, fucking dick. Imagine if they jumped to us. <laughs> like genuine. <laughs> Sorry. I don't the think he's criminally was... wanted. I just... The way I imagine... No, he's wanted for a uh, fucking... Um, he's not criminally wanted as in, like, they have... They know he's committed a crime, but he's wanted for uh, questioning, like like you would be with the police. Yeah. He's just oh, over there, which is the, the equivalent to being wanted. Well, no, I, like I, I think wanted in America is a criminal... wanting to speak to me because... Like, they if you said Charlie was wanted, I'd assumed he'd stab someone. I, I It's... I would it's say a, I think there's a. Could have committed many crimes. Oh, maybe it's just the way is, I think that. Wanted mm. is you are known for a crime confirmed with you know evidence. He mm. is wanted for. I wanted think for they part, he's wanted question. for questioning and evidence because he knows stuff. Yeah. It's not just but, but, it's like it's not just to get him in trouble. He knows stuff about um, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, it's, it's so they so want to get that information. Yeah. yeah. The, the Prince Andrew situation mm. is basically a slider between he is a nonce defender or he's a nonce, yeah. right? And on the evidence that he's a nonce, you can trust Prince Andrew, who says that he doesn't sweat and he was at a pizza hut, or you can trust like the many accounts of the people that were working on the island that saw him fucking a child. My my favorite being being touchy with, right? Like I, I I'm more likely to trust that person considering I'm pretty sure he does sweat and he wasn't at a pizza hut, oh. considering the staff of the pizza hut said he wasn't there. My favourite thing about this, uh, Pizza Express, 
My favourite thing oh, about whatever. this... Same fucking restaurant. ...is <laughs> the amount of tweets I saw after the funeral saying Prince Andrew pre-sus... I swear he was sweating at the funeral. Um, Because there's just loads of pictures God of him. among us. But, yeah, no. I, like, it's really... It's really difficult, that situation. Or isn't, because he could just go in and question him. But if he went in, he's given himself in... Also, we'll, he'll give so much information on the whole Jeffrey Epstein and so much more that, like, it's it's if he went in, then there's going to be so much given out, probably not to the public, but to the FBI and America in general, um, about what goes on in in the royal family or certain sides of the royal family, um, because definitely not a um uh, a pure family. But like, like uh, the, the thing I love about like, the thing I've been seeing a lot recently is, I personally don't believe Prince Harry is sorry, not is it Prince. Yeah, Prince Harry is he isn't his dad isn't the same as Prince William, not by any stretch of the world. They look completely different. Um, oh God. I, I this, this is not where I thought you were going. Yeah. I don't know, like sorry, this has really caught this is me not off where guard. I the podcast was. I, th- going, I feel honest. like. Yeah, he's got a different dad to Prince. He's I thought, I thought Prince you were going to talk person. about like, like some other like illegal activities you think some of the British royals get up to, and then no, oh, we've just got into oh, a no, conspiracy discussed... about the royals having, uh, like re- you know, committing adultery. We love, we love, uh, talking about this, and we've discussed it. We've discussed how the Queen eats children; they're alive. Um, I've just yeah, realised. I've just realised something I wanted to recommend last week. Um, this is going back to the film thing, so let's take it back. Full circle. Um, I don't know if I spoke about this actually, but a film I really want to see and highly recommend is The Sound of Metal, which is, if you have not heard about it, it's a recent film um, about a drummer who's in a metal band who um, loses his hearing. And so it's a story about him going through the struggles Mm -hmm. and overcoming them and learning stuff and just that whole issue of being a musician and losing your passion but then overcoming it and it looks like a really interesting film uh that i would love to watch and highly recommend i've heard great things about it the acting the story writing and and the such i've heard great things about it i highly recommend it sound of metal i don't know if i spoke about it last week or not so do um, apologize some interesting stuff that kind of ties back to what we were saying earlier about a phone that i'm just seeing <laughs> sort of uh Hoping it wasn't i know it's a, it's a topic jump but it's interesting Mm. Um, so there's been reporting by the Dutch newspaper Volkskrant um, on Huawei um, Huawei have obviously Oof. been under a lot of scrutiny from a lot of different places for a lot of different reasons about possibilities that they're um, spying or sending data back or some people arguing that they aren't at all and it's been revealed now that in 2010 KPN and now it's important to give who KPN are um, KPN are basically like the main sort of telecommunications uh phone service like company in um uh, in the netherlands right which originally was a government-run thing but now it's like a, a private company so in 2010 kpn commissioned a risk assessment on huawei uh, because obviously huawei provides a lot of the uh equipment that these telecommunication yeah. companies use to build up the networks and the findings were apparently so bad that kpn chose not to release them to the public because they expected it would cause the demise and failure of huawei's company okay. uh, and uh, their own. Right. Um, they found that Huawei had complete access to the entirety of KPN's network, 
They can eavesdrop on every single communication, every single phone conversation, including those of the Prime Minister. Um, they knew that Hawaii could discover what numbers were monitored by police and intelligence services, um, and all of this could be accessed from China itself. Um, Huawei had full access to the personal info of the KPN subsidiary Telfort um, and the customer information of all of those people that would subscribe to whatever the, that company does. Um, Huawei installed several ways to obtain this info into the network and did so regularly. Um, Huawei refused to close down these pathways when they were confronted internally by KPN. Um, it's claimed by Volkswagen this newspaper that KPN never furthered this investigation with like another investigation into what information they actually stole. They just decided to sort of not look into that, but they they knew they were stealing information. They just didn't know Choice. what they ended up getting their hands on. Um, and and yeah, uh, and it's uh, since been revealed because of this drama that um, KPN insiders have come out, uh, despite KPN saying that their internal network is no longer Huawei. Uh, apparently, most of their internal network is still Huawei. Um, oh. That's that's pretty interesting. Uh, like, if you're interested in the whole Huawei drama, yeah, that's that's a pretty damning report. <laughs> Definitely, some drama going down in the Netherlands. And Hawaii. yeah, you know, I love how the like, last podcast we did, we spoke about phones, and you said don't buy Huawei unless you want to get spied on. Oh, yeah. there yeah. you go. Um, well, don't buy any of them unless you want to get spied on. It's just a choice of who you want to get spied on by. <laughs> iPhone. Um, yeah, it's literally the US or China. Yeah, if you want to get spied on by Edwin Snowden himself, by. I can't think of any Russian yeah, phone brands. Nice. Well done. Very witty. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we should start rounding this over. Um, any last things you guys would like to talk about? <laughs> I feel like I used mine up when you last said about maybe bringing it to a close. Cool. Yeah. Let's, I mean, there's, yeah. the only other thing I could talk about is kind of uh, grim, but it, it's okay. up to you. Nah, let's keep this happy and um. Sad. Sad. It's too late for that. Uh, did you want? Why not? Let's talk about it then. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting okay. All right, I'll just I'll just quickly quickly mention, mention it. it. Um, in in other interesting world politics um thing, Alexei Navalny, um, the uh, main opposition to Putin in Russia that's been in prison uh, after the drama that went down, uh, is apparently according to his doctors and people close to the scene, very close to dying from his hunger strike. Um, so interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. That's going to be a like pretty significant world event if that happens. Uh, if you weren't aware, they basically attempted Russia attempted to poison him, um, and it didn't succeed. And then he phoned up a Russian intelligence officer and pretended to be his boss and got him to just admit that they did it. And it was quite funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, like literally, he just phoned them up pretending. They literally just straight up admitted to it. It's quite funny. Yeah, they put like a, a nerve agent in his underwear. Wait, no, 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 no. I need to know. I'm reading up on this myself because that is yeah, something he, he I've never it, heard of. Absorb, absorb the poison for his balls. He's a sad boy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a pretty, pretty serious situation. They don't, they don't care, do they? They just poison anybody they need to. Well, that's the current world record of them. Yeah, they're, they're certainly up there on the countries mm. that poison political targets and have zero world consequences for it because. We all go, you know, Russia, you shouldn't do that. Uh. Yeah, right. That's that's a great end to the podcast. <laughs> oh, as always, is there anything you guys would like to promote or to, uh, say? Me. Okay, go and follow Delicious on youtube.com forward slash delicious.
Thanks, Ash. Excellent. And what about yourself, Edge <laughs> Um, I would like to promote uh, youtube.com forward slash Overwatch League. Overwatch League, Overwatch League. Perfect, actually. That's really good, yeah. Good fun. I would like to promote It's Maxim because oh, he's a good lad. Yeah. Genuinely. Anyway, appreciate everybody being here as always. That was actually, a, you know, I didn't expect it to go the way it did, especially at the end, but it did. No. Um, that's how these podcasts go. But no, yeah. thank you very much for joining us as always, and uh, we hope you have a lovely evening. We will be back live next Sunday on Twitch, and this will be up on all the wonderful platforms. So do check those out as always, and check out the personal socials. They, uh, I highly recommend checking out everybody's. Twitter, it's, it's interesting. Uh, me and Agent Oink had a lovely discussion about football and Overwatch teams. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, yeah, keep up the grind. Always have a good evening, good day, good night, good morning, and we'll see you next one. Hurrah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. Oh, is there anything you'd like to say to the recording fellows? Yeah, I think I got away with banning T. I, I don't think he's going to realise, thankfully. Uh, I doubt he'll so, watch all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think this is my confession time. Oops. <laughs> nice smooth recovery, right? Like, he, he totally didn't mean to do I, it or anything. Because <laughs> I saw that, I didn't see the names particularly, so I thought it was Alfie that accidentally banned T, because I thought you were going to ban the bot, but obviously the bot got banned by Phelan, so then you went for the bot. Uh, but then it I really caught me. I had to try so hard to not laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know what to succeed, but it really tickled me for some reason. That was absolutely beautiful. Right. Uh, yeah. No. Right. <laughs> uh.